What was that? I'm from the Frankfurt, yeah. No, stop. No, you're not. At all. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, you, where we talk from? about spirituality, <laughs> news, and Putin's micropene. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are old Gungaloo himself, Brad Polly. <laughs> the damp one, Matt Polly. I don't know what. what? what? Together we are the Inglorious Bastards. The damp one? Yeah, why not? We drink the bison, yeah? <laughs> Damn's a good word. Well, it is, but not in reference to me. Why not? Do for I some reason to you? For some reason in the no, notes. It's, it's, it, for, it doesn't mean what you think it means. For some reason on the notes in my my phone, I have a note to talk in German until it pisses Matt off. Are you serious? <laughs> you actually put a note to piss me off. <laughs> I did. Oh, I totally forgotten about it. Just call him the damp one in, oh. in German. <laughs> Dampenhausen. <laughs> Announcements The Hymns of Reconstruction is on Joe Rogan's website. Uh, check it out. Spotify, Hymns of Reconstruction. Um, we are going to have a live event. Yeah. When? Allegedly. No one knows. Do we know when it is? April 9th. Okay. I better get caught. <laughs> I better make arrangements. What are we doing? I, still have to, I have to work that weekend. No, you don't. You're off. Uh, April 9th, Bloomington, Indiana. $10 tickets. Uh, $10 get you what? Into the door. Okay. And there'll be door. There'll, <laughs> there'll be, be minutes of fun. There'll be door gifts. <laughs> there'll be, we'll have, we have three and a half giveaways. <laughs> One of the giveaways has already been decided. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. is decided. it is decided. I just got an email from the person that's crafting the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the main item for that thing that we've got. Wait. They just said, "Got it." Crafting the main. Don't uh, say anything. No spoilers. But we have we have a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we it's specifically designed oh for our podcast God. and this giveaway that we're in. yeah. That's going to be the highlight of the Guys, night. It's that, getting created. Once, once that happens, we need to put it's that all downhill. Because once that is, that happens, it's over. It's downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah, April 9th. Uh, you have to be vaxxed or have a negative test in the last forty eight hours. You will have to show proof at the door. Bring your Vax cards or a picture of your Vax card or something. Where are we at with masks? I don't. No, I think I don't think we're going to need. It. I mean, no. you can wear one if you want. You can wear one if you want. Um, there, the the mandate in Monroe County ends like in three days. Yeah, two, okay. three days. They went with the CDC, who just basically said not to worry. About, yeah, not to worry about I mean, it. Basically, max, masks don't matter. Is don't know if saying? that's the right decision, but you're welcome to wear one. Nobody, yeah, I mean, nobody's, nobody's going to make fun anything. of you if you do. Unless um, it has like a, I don't know, a penis on it. We might make fun of you. I feel like that would be on brand for anybody that listens to this podcast. Penis and mouth. would show up for a live live. Yo, penis mouth. Penis breath. What's he doing? I'm just trying to talk about the live event, man. Some of you need masks. Just so I don't have to look at your dumb faces. <laughs> you can tell Michael and I are going to be super engaged that night. I'm literally doing all of this by myself. Like, hey, I ordered thing. something. I'm you getting, ordered a hey, thing. I'm getting snacks. You know how much shit I've designed if and anything, ordered? If there's anything I know, it's snacks. Well, now you know what it feels like the last 18 of these we've done. Here it comes. There it is. Are you fucking serious? I believe Here it comes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway, uh, come. It'll be fun. <laughs> Matt wants to see you. Despite what Brad and Michael Matt say, wants to see it'll be fun. You. 
You guys are the fucking worst, man. I will be showing up. What, what time does this thing start? I'm not telling you. I'm going to tell you a time earlier. I'm so riding, you I'm riding dirty. Show up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, you both will be riding dirty. Oh, I'm sure. dude. I'm be- God damn, I'll be man. up with Xenu, so my, I'll be nowhere my, near Blue. My goal Indiana. is to be this year's T.O. <laughs> That's my goal. That's a lofty goal, my friend. You're really going to have to pour it on in the middle of the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna pace myself. No, I, you need to do twenty five grams of edibles no. again, like you did that. Oh time. my god, dude! No, because he'll be on the floor. He'll just lay down on the floor. Man. I will do the podcast from the floor, <laughs> and that is my dream one day <laughs> to just do this podcast while laying down. Well, you've done it kneeling. Well, yeah. multiple times. I get on my knees. <laughs> we should get. We should get caught. So it's nice. We can just lay out there in the garage and do this stupid. Just lower thing. the microphone. Pastors hammocks. Can we get those? God, that would be funny. Whenever I'm telling you, whenever I win the lottery, I'm buying an office space so we don't have to set this shit up and tear it down every goddamn week. I was literally just like, we're setting up. I'm like, why are we doing this? It's like PTSD from church, man. It is. Except we did this far longer than the church even really lasted. I know. Lasted. No, the church was the stuff was a lot heavier, and more than yeah. like ten people show up to this thing. So we, we never really <laughs> we checked that recently. Yeah, I have. We we had, we didn't have nearly that at church. So yeah, uh, ten people God. was a good week. Tio <laughs> says I don't recommend Michael. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Tio didn't know his name was Tio that night. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, anyway. And then the Pastors Lovers episode, if you'd like to see that happen, you know, make a f- goddamn phone call. Uh, 484 Pastor. I did call the hotline last night and left a message. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I don't. I haven't listened to it. I'm not going to listen to it till we do the next voicemail. <laughs> so you literally have no idea what you even said. Oh, no, my no. God. And I know what you sent us last <laughs> no night. No idea. Christ. No idea. God. All right. It is BYOB though. FYI, yeah, we're gonna have beer. some. We're gonna have some sixtals there. No, uh, we have like a sixtal. You're not even involved. Fucking shut up! I'll take care of it. God, you're, you're acting. You're making decisions like you're actually involved in this. You're not at all. It's gonna be great when we have. Just shut the fuck up and let me deal with when it. When we have thirty, <laughs> when we have thirty liters of beer left. That's gonna be great. What the fuck are we gonna do with have it? Have you met the people that listen to this podcast? Okay. We're going to have 30 liters of what? It's a sixth of a keg. I think we can handle it. That's three sixths of a keg. It's a half of a keg. Okay. What are we doing? What's, anyway. your, what's your point? Whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it afterward. No, we're not. You're not involved. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I'm Beth. Oh, Beth, Beth I don't want to get involved. Okay. You don't want to get involved. No, I really don't. Yeah, so fuck off. I'm in charge of snacks. I got snacks. <laughs> I'll bring snacks. Bring the munchies. What's the odds on that he doesn't bring snacks? No, oh, fuck you. Snacks. Fuck you. He did it last Eat time. Eat a dick, man. I was the first one that did anything for this goddamn live event. I talked to the dessert lady. She's going to do the dessert. Hmm. That was like before you motherfuckers that we even had a venue. You mother... I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Seriously, that was just we shit. Yeah. I... I, I I did the first one and literally had to get you guys, beg you to show up for a fucking sound check. So after that, I'm retired. Well, I'm pretty sure I was working that day. 
Well, the first one. I don't know. The second one, you you fucked off. You were just gone for a couple hours. Yeah, the first one, you were up in South Bend or something in a fucking snowstorm. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Who cares? I might be there. (laughs) We'll just get you high. You'll be there. (laughs) Brad, the week before I quit. Hey, Lucas and and Josh, be on standby. (laughs) Well, yeah, they'll both be there. (laughs) All three of the JV team will be there. So is Brandon? Is he coming? I think so. Yeah. I hope he does. We need to give him a job. That way we know he shows up. He'll be there. What the fuck else is he going to do? <laughs> well, he's not doing we, anything. We need the extra number. He's not writing a, god- <laughs> he's not writing a goddamn book. I mean, he's, he'll be there. He ain't got nothing else to do. He'll bring some <sighs> 20% beer from fucking god, Swanson's. All right, what are we doing? What's the next What segment? are we drinking? Oh, who, I don't know. <laughs> what are you the drinking? Song, no? Well, I had a beer earlier that I spilled during the interview. Uh, it was German. <laughs> And then I switched over to. Uh, I didn't even hear it spilled. I look over. There's just, just beer. Shit. I, I don't know how. Know that the State of the Union was tonight. Who cares? Who I had shit. no idea. We get to watch our corpse of a president talk. <laughs> talk about Ukraine for three hours. Uh, I had the Euphoria uh, from Ducal. I had I had two beers from Ducal. Uh, Euphoria, the toffee brown nut ale, and now I'm having the pastryarchy, their almond brittle imperial stout. Both very very good. I wonder if the fuck sta- the pastryarchy. Is the- <laughs> I wonder if the State of the Union is brought to you by Duke's mayonnaise. <laughs> good of- to the last. Did you see straight. a bunch of Republicans aren't going to show up because they had to get tested? Oh God, good. It's they said it was tyranny, dude. I mean the the word tyranny. Do you understand so what any of this is? It's Marxism and it. tyranny. I'm like you don't understand either of those words. State of the Union address brought to you by Costin's Funeral Home. Uh, like when it was like when Obama was president. That's when the whole tyranny word got thrown yeah. around all the time. And it's like what? Name it. What? Yeah. What was actual fucking tyranny? It wasn't. They're not in charge. God, is this a what the fuck is going no, on? No, we're not no. doing that. I don't care. I drank a yeah. couple of beers. Who cares? Michael, what are you having? Um, <laughs> sour me, pomegranate, <laughs> passion fruit, and plum. Pretty good, right? Yeah, I think well, I've had this before. Yeah, it's good. Our and then beer, I've also our, got agua. Our beer selection is just, dude, just, just let's just start getting like Dos Equis and some limes. I mean, it we'll is. Chug them. I don't. Well, know it's almost. Care. It'll be summer pretty soon. So. Well, we're gonna do. I was thinking it again today. We're we're gonna do a a, a teenage wasted. Episode. You keep talking about this, and you're never gonna what do, you do mean it. We're gonna do because the only one that's gonna go get it's you, and you're never gonna go. No, get if, it. Uh, uh, tell me when. wasted. What yeah, we'll get like about? Zima and like Brad. Boots, Brad always has oh, like white girl wasted, white dog tw- or Mad Dog 2020. Brad's always <laughs> having these ideas about shit we should get, and he's like, "Hey, somebody go get that." We should play that game where it's I'll like do it. Uh, I'll go get the shit. What oh, do you okay. call it, Mister? Like it's called like Mister Forty Hands or something like that. What? Where Excuse you me. Get two forties. Play that in high school. You get two forties in your hands, and then have them duct taped to your hands. <laughs> so you, you can only you can only drink them. We should do that to one of us. That's oh a my great God. idea. That's great. Eighty ounces of beer oh, of shit Ed, beer, Ed, man. Edward forty hands. There oh. it is. Thanks, T.O. Yeah, of course, T.O. knows what it is. Edward forty hands. Oh, oh God! Well, with that, let's go to. <laughs> you're listening to look, look on the bright on side, Mister Brightside himself, not Polly. Hey, guys, uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, what's up? What's today? Tuesday, <laughs> March first. New month, new problems. What happened this weekend? I feel like something happened this weekend. Uh, Sunday we had the thing out at Cedar Creek. That's right. Yeah, we did that well, and then we were over. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Dio. Uh, okay, we man. had a uh, 
When do we go over to your house? I don't fucking know. Was that Saturday? Oh, that was Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Beth and I went out to dinner. And then, oh no, it was Friday. Was that Friday? We went out to dinner at Bloomington. You went out to dinner at Bloomington. Yeah. And then we came back to our yeah, house. Yeah, and drank some more and played cards. Yeah. And Brad and I got our ass kicked in Ukraine. We were like intentionally like, where are you going to eat? Because we don't go to the same yeah. fucking restaurant. Well, and then I was like, you were like, I was going to go to Upland. Then like 20 minutes later, like, I think we're going to Upland. I really want to, I really want Upland. Yeah, we're going somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> Um, I changed it four times. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was nice. And then uh, Sunday we had a little get together at Cedar Creek. It was nice. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Uh, yeah, I showed and up. Mikey was there. We I were, had the day off. I know on we were Sunday. shocked. I was, I was shocked miracle. to see you, honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it it almost all never fails that whenever yeah, there's something planned, I get fucked. Yeah, with yeah. and you did <laughs> every not. time. Um, yeah, we got to see. Uh, uh, friend of the pod, Scott Drickle, who did our porn intro, yeah, porn yeah, intro yeah, music yeah. forever. It's good yeah. to see him. Uh, Greg Platt was there, and Michelle White was there, and then the, the, those people from Bloomington. The goat cheese with the, the, the honey goat cheese. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I ate my weight in that. Oh, I we did, had meat I did too, and, and I shit and my brains and... out the next day. <laughs> I ate so much goat cheese, I had diarrhea. I swear to God, goatria. Um, <laughs> Gotery, gotery. Yeah. and then our, our Elijah's boss and his wife, who are just wonderful people. Yeah, we invited them out too. So yeah, the other two liberals in town. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right, man. Um, anyway, it was just it was just a nice it was a nice weekend. I called in at work yesterday. I just didn't <laughs> fucking want to go because I was going to go. No, I wasn't hungover. I just didn't want to fucking go. I was like, I just, I can't. I, Dude, you how do you have any days off left? You he does have. Oh, I work. He waits for him to. I swear to oh, God, I up again, and he's. Like, I had one fall off. On a, I had one fall off. I didn't know it was going to fall off. I was like, well, fuck this. I'm. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I, I swear to God, mm. it seems like you take off once a month. Don't if he ever it. gets sick, he's actually fucked. Yeah, I no, I, I, I keep a day. I keep a day in my pocket just in case. A day, like a day. If you if you miss more than like three days, you only get one point. So, oh okay, I well, got dude, we'll go bigger. Go I home. rigged the system. For, <laughs> I rigged the system for eight and a half years with way less points. I'm we're gold. Don't worry about uh, it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you got a bright side? Yeah, uh, Abram. We're going to the oh national. Holy fucking shit, dude! We're going to the national fucking spelling bee. The one that's on TV. Like, yeah. I mean, there's like you have probably have to get, have through, to the you have to get through two but, rounds before you even get to TV. Anyway, but goddamn, man, I yeah. mean. Uh, I, so before that Friday, so I I don't know why I always feel the need to start these off with a total fucking downer. So I, you know, last week I had had my first, yes. we talked, I had my first yeah, therapist, yeah, yeah. We therapy appointment that. and it was starting to feel a little weird that night. Yeah. You had a hard time about that. And then like <clears throat> Thursday was really bad. And then Friday was really, really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I literally was telling, I was telling Mandy, I was like, I'm I'm not going back to therapy. <laughs> like, if this is what it's going to do, like, I'm not going back. Because it was, it like, apparently it's, like, relatively normal, like a normal thing with yeah, therapy. Yeah, you were, like, fucked. I had no clue, and I was, it was bad. Anyway, by Friday night, I was better. Mandy and I went out, had a great date, um, went to the best restaurant in Bloomington. Which farm, one? Farm. I've still never been there. I, I swear yeah. to God, I, I had a, a bison burger, and yeah. it was... A transcendent experience, yeah. and there was nothing to it. Yeah. I've been there once. It was it's just great. the quality of the ingredients is so good. Bison is so good. Oh man. my god! Anyway, they use local ingredients. As yeah, much as yes, possible. they do. That's why it's called farm. Like everything yeah. is within. 30, is the bison local? Everything is within yeah. thirty miles or something of the restaurant, something like that. Anyway, 
Um, so we had had dinner, had a couple cocktails. Um, and then yeah, you guys came over. And yeah. then Saturday we had. I was honestly surprised that we ended up coming over because I knew how bad a day you were having. Yeah, and yeah. then <clears throat> Saturday, um, we had. <laughs> hey Jude, uh, Abrams Spelling Bee. Mm-hmm. So. He, this is the third time he's been in the regional spelling bee, which means he won his school spelling bee. This is the third time. Um, and this is his last year, mm-hmm. eighth grade. It's his, it's his last year to do this because after that, they don't have him. So he, he was like, Abram is, if you know Abram, he'll never let on that something means something to him. But you know, as his parents, we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. always will play like he doesn't really care. He cares. And this, I knew, um, was a huge goal of his to win this. And he was feeling a lot of pressure. Like, with, beforehand. Because he, he came was up like, a little short last year, right? wasn't last year. He It's been a couple years. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they didn't have it last dis- year. He was super. They didn't have oh, it last year. He was super fucking He came like, I think he came in fourth one year. Yeah. And then another year, he didn't do so well. Anyway. He was like shaking beforehand. I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, dude, it's just relax. Yeah. Breathe. You're smart. If you don't win this, we still love you. And We're still proud of you. Fucking smart. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he just like, there was like, I think there were 17 students from five counties or something. Like it's a pretty large area. And like the numbers keep getting down and I'm like texting you guys and yeah. saying, okay, it's down to eight. It's down to seven. It's down to, <laughs> so it got down to like three and Mandy and I are looking at each other like, uh, so this might happen. Like this is, this is weird. And then imme- like, so the kid, and then immediately in one round, he went from three to he won. Yeah. And it happened that quick. And he, <laughs> to see his reaction was like the greatest thing ever. He like, put his hands on his head and he turned around and kind of like walked away. Like, I mean, you could tell it like, he couldn't really, believe it. He overwhelmed him. <clears throat> it yeah. really meant a lot to him. And to see that this is a kid that we almost didn't put him in school, in yeah. public school because of his being on the spectrum. Michael, what you listening to buddy? <laughs> the podcast. Good. <laughs> no. Glad you're paying attention. I am listening. I was, I, <laughs> He wanted Had to hear some it notifications. Again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this is—I mean—to t- see how far he's come, to see him find his tribe, yeah, to see him becoming a man. He was the only one <laughs> who had a deep voice of any yeah. student. Like he does too. I mean, it was, and he's like taller than me now. Like he, mm. I mean, to see where he is and to see that moment and see how happy he was was like overwhelming. Like I, it, I don't know that it's really sank in for Mandy and I yet, either. Well, when you go to Washington, because we kind of looked at, we kind of looked at uh, each other when he won in like, I like kind of grabbed her arm and it was like, holy shit, yeah, yeah, like he just fucking won this thing. <laughs> like we're going to Washington D.C. Yeah. for the national fucking spelling yeah. bee. So it was just so cool. It, he was. 
and he's getting just tons of recognition, which he's one mm-hmm. of those kids that will tell you he doesn't want it. Well, listen, I, I've, I've, reading, I've seen like eight different posts on social media from. <laughs> yeah, reading. The, I got a voicemail. I, I forwarded to he's you. He's a really shy kid. Reading the interview was so fucking funny because mm-hmm. I know him so well, and how awkward they got that about. Had to they be. got about two or three words at a time out of yeah. him. Yeah. He'll tell you he doesn't want the, any recognition. He doesn't want that. He does. He fucking does. And Mandy and I know it. Yeah. Like. Everybody does. And it's just really like, I know that's all ego shit, but like for a kid that has struggled with social anxiety for yeah. so long. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It, it was that's just a long way from him puking at Kings Island because he was overwhelmed with sound. I mean, he did it all the time for <laughs> yeah, years. He I would know. just, when he got overwhelmed, yeah. he puked. We couldn't go to movies because yeah. he would just come home and throw up yeah. like because he. And that's in the last few years, too, that that was I mean, still happening. Yeah, like, he, yeah. So he's it, just to see this and to see how happy he was, was it was incredible. Like, it was just like a it was one of those weird parenting moments where you just kind of slip into the moment and you feel like this connection. Like for me, Mandy and I and how we felt about it never came into account. Yeah. All of my joy was literally just for him. him. Yeah. And what it meant to him. And I was able to just give him a huge hug. And um, it was just, it was just really cool. So that's awesome. That is awesome. It's, 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 I was thinking about it that day. I was like, in order for you to win, people have to lose. Yeah. And that's just a weird concept. There were kids crying on Saturday when they got out. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, yep. it was very cool. And so that's in, well, we don't really have a lot of details, but from what we gather, it's kind of like we're there in like a, for like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they've got going on, but they're there for like a week. And so um, it's like a the weekend starting, like Memorial Day weekend through like that next Friday. So Nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I've got two. Um, windows. Rolled down on the way here. Oh, dude, I know. Oh, my God. 62 or 3 today. No, it, it got... T- it was like... My car, was by the time I got home, was reading like 67. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I yeah. had my wind. I didn't use my heater all day today in my car. Yeah. I did this morning because it's a little nippy at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just want to give a shout out to like uh, handheld karaoke microphones. <laughs> Man. Fucking incredible. <laughs> Bluetooth. You know what? You know what I love is that. We Where can, do you get? Let's let's so, pot buy one so of those my, one for each of us. They're they're not bad. I mean, <laughs> I can totally make that happen. Um, what? I, but what I before you say something. What I love is that there's only three other people besides you that will ever hear that, and it's the me, Brad, and Josh because it's part of our group yeah and it makes it so special because nobody else is gonna fucking hear that no it's i thought the, for the sure six you'd or, play them tonight the six no. or seven things you sent to us that is <laughs> oh, just man. for us yeah and it, that is our special dude, thing i was like you so, were you were like i was on, so you so wrote good. another astral I was, plane yeah. i was so good i did it my own podcast for myself no one else to, fucking you're heard sitting it. next to rom dots on yeah. the couch i i did i was re- scrolling <laughs> through was facebook fucking zeno doing his feed um, I sang. I did a. I did five minutes of stand up. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that, dude. It was so. God, great. I wish you'd sent that. It was so great. <laughs> Why didn't you send? Oh, that? Oh man, it, because it's just gone, guys. It's just. It's completely. That was just for you and the Lord. It really was. Yeah. It was. Did anybody hear it even in your house? 
Oh yeah. Oh okay. Uh, um, there is some some video, but because the thought of you I standing before in front of your mirror in your that bedroom that could not be. No, I couldn't. I couldn't even see myself. Like I couldn't just, even stand up. Was it like dude. Was it like Squirrely Dan? His stand up and Letter Kenny at the talent show. Have you ever wondered? Yeah. You ever wondered? Let me tell you. Kind of makes fellow wonder. Kind of makes fellow wonder. Um, <laughs> I I sang uh, and he kills. I sang Rainbow Connection several times. Dude, that was great. I sang, <laughs> I sang I Wish We'd All Been Ready. Yeah. It was so... <laughs> it oh, just, God. It I was, wish you would have played them tonight. It was they were so, so much fun. Good. Um, yeah, so that's... Shout out to karaoke. But those are... They're, like, not that expensive. Uh, so my kids got them from Camp uh, Invention, and they, like, put them together and assembled them. And it's got, like, a Bluetooth. You Let's can get one for the live event. You can you can uh, hook your. I don't know what we'll do with it. But we'll figure something. You can out. Hook, hook your phone up to it, and it'll play the music. Yeah, and you can. A. Oh man, I got Tic Tac ideas. Yeah, give, give yeah. me one of those. Just right. order order a, order a handful of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we can get. We can make one of the prize packs. Oh, it'll sound like a flow ride out. I'm not giving anything to anyone. Like th- those are ours. Nobody gets a microphone but us. <laughs> Oh my god! So we should big. do it a whole episode, like dude. That. That, I would fucking murder. I would dude, murder us. There's no way. There's no way. Because I, I there's like that. a a really good TikToker, but like I can't listen to it because he does it all with like auto tune. Oh yeah, it yeah. Just drives me. The crazy. first one's great, but then like yeah. the, <laughs> the next eight are just god. Oh yeah, that's another bright side for me. I joined TikTok. Yeah. yeah well. And I woke up to porn this morning with like. 18 videos to watch Dude, when I from get, Brad, Michael, and Travis. When I get, when I get baked, it's just oh, it's yeah. forward it city, is, baby. Yeah. Deep, it's just, just, TikTok is a joy machine. It I've is, got a, man. I've got a, a fucking joy machine. I've got like eight or nine people probably that I'm just regularly just sending stuff. To. And it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, so-and-so would like this. Click. Yeah. So-and-so would like this. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of people would like this. Click, 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 yeah. click, click. Yep. <laughs> and I, one more bright side. I just want to say nugget porn. is another bright <laughs> Boy. side. Jesus Christ! Michael, Found out about Michael, that today. Michael, God, God damn. damn it, man! Are you kidding me? I didn't know. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I'm just glad those people have their own. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen. No, you're not. Boy, just happy for him. Can I be happy for him? I mean, I, what? You literally just torpedoed the podcast. Just, I mean, just. It's fine. You're straight fine. down the shitter. You're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, do we want to do music time or, or fat pastards? Uh, let's do music time so we can get fat pastards stuff That's ready. A good, you, you know what? That's a good idea. Thanks, All right, here we go. Here's music Your time. ideas, yeah. man, Brad. Yeah, yeah, I can prove that. There's no f- oh, wait, wait. I want to do this one. You're living in Fuck mm-hmm. City. <laughs> You're living in if Single City. Like Ruben, just Google it. No, don't Google it. No, go ahead. The bone. If you like to crank Oh, I got tickets for uh, Sigur Rose in Chicago. Yeah, I got them in Detroit. I don't think I'm going to be able to go because of the fucking spelling bee. Try to get Chicago tickets. I wanted to go to Nashville. I think that's where Anders is going. That's the weekend before. Music time. What? Michael, Music everyone time. has heard this a thousand times. Music time. Music time. Music time. Music time. All right, music time. What's up? What do you got? What do you got, Matt? Uh, the band is Bambara. Bam Margera. Hannah's. <laughs> yeah, Bambara. Hannah's brother. <laughs> Hannah Bar- Bambara. Uh, B a m b a r a. Uh, it's an EP called Love on My Mind. The song is Mythic Love. 
me hace What happened there? What? This went down all of a sudden. I turned it down a little bit. Oh. I'm turning it up so I can hear it. Reminds me of somebody and I can't place it. I know. I thought about it today. Lou Reed a little bit? Okay. Well, I could see a little bit of that. Later, Lou Reed. Yeah. I could see that. Why are you turning it down? I'd like to hear it. <laughs> God damn it. Nice. Yeah, it's like a little six-song EP. I really like it. Yeah, get it. <laughs> get it, girl. What you got, Brad? Kovacs. Oh. It's just a single. (laughs) Nope. Wait, what? Sonny, Sandy Koufax is who you're thinking. Sonny Koufax was uh, from uh, Big Daddy. That was. Oh, what What about Carfax? Boy, that movie's a turd. That's all right. Which one? It's fine. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. I enjoyed it. It's fine. Of course. Uh, Koufax, uh, she's Dutch. You you like Dylan Sprouts or the other one? Uh, (laughs) Wait, what? Not Scared of Giants is is the song. It's just a single. You read me fairy tales till I was terrified to sleep. Like it. But in the morning, day would disappear just like my dreams. You told me not to worry about make believe. Nothing's gonna hurt you here with me. But I was just a child now. Reminds me of somebody. I like it. Yeah, who's it remind me of? Her voice reminds me a little bit of Macy Gray. So yeah. There's a well, it's a joke. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and walk away and I stumble. I'm just gonna go ahead and turn it off. It's true. I will crumbles when you are. I was really enjoying that until he shit all over it. Well, he said it, not me. It, she has a, she has a, it's like if it's like a Dutch Macy Gray, I guess. There's like a, a smokiness to her voice that yeah. I like, so or a, like a, a, a rasp, maybe a little Amy Winehouse. Okay, a little bit, maybe. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Before she died, Michael. All right, I prefer her after she's dead. Wow, it's what? Okay. Pro- posthumously. What are you talking about? Know. Fucking. <laughs> Uh, Dashboard Confessional put out a, a new song and it, or a new album, and it is they put out a new album about every three months. No, I mean they, they re-released all their albums and did acoustic versions uh, of them. Okay, uh, and then uh, the main guy he was in an accident, pretty bad accident. So um, him being able to play again is a miracle in itself. Uh, but uh, um, this song, it, well. The album is called All the Truth That I Can Tell. And it's like, do you guys know anything about Dashboard Confessional? Matt mm-hmm. used to listen to them. The places you I have come to hear the most. Album. Okay, I have. Yeah. I never, I've yeah. just never been. That's fine. Okay. I mean, For people who know, they're going to know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, Stephanie Rice told me this. Uh, so this is like a grown-up version of the places you have come to fear the most. Uh, it, it's like old school um, 
dashboard, but like in his late 30s, 40s. Gotcha. So, uh, it's called Burning Heart. Look, maybe I'll start. I mean, you can if you want to, but if you want, I can start because I've been thinking over every single thing I might have ever said and done. And there are just so many things I wish I hadn't said and done. And I feel heavy. Now that things are said and done, I just feel heavy. Cause I'm carrying around all of this with me. And if I never make a sound, it might just kill me. I've kept swallowing it down for such a long time. Yeah, I've been sitting with this now for quite a long time. And the problem isn't yours, it's really all mine. And what I really want to tell you is that sometimes Not every single time, but probably most times I wish all that fault was yours, but it was all mine Yeah, that's... It's, it's really good, and I listened to it, I've probably listened to it like three or four times since I, since I found out it was out And just, it's solid all around It's very old school Dashboard confessional. Yeah, sounds like what I had. Um, and just yeah. just good. Yep. So. Cool. Matt? Band is Half Alive. The album is Give Me Your Shoulders Part One. They're a cover <laughs> band <Yep>. of Half Dead. <laughs> no, they're not at all. It's, it's not a band. Uh, the, uh, the song is Summerland. It was an obvious joke, and I still liked it. <laughs> Everything is freedom. So the seasons change and the trees start dying and the sunlight leaves your face hear the crack of lightning or your heart will break into new beginnings beginning to erase but something about me makes it all feel better baby Man, what does that remind me of god the wombats it's like i have a list everything reminds me of something i <laughs> Nice indie pop album. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like a fun, sunny day. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Let's see, it's kind of feel good music. Yeah, it is. Their that previous album they put out a couple years I featured it on this podcast at some point. It was also really fucking good. Cool. Just real catchy shit, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kate LeBon, Simon's daughter. How do you spell Kovacs, by the way? She, uh, she S-O-N-N-Y? She does, a, she does a great cover of, believe it or not, a great cover of uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. She doesn't, but that'd be cool. Uh, the album is Pompeii. The song is Moderation. Sounds like a real uh, downer. I like it. She's got a great voice. And it's just kind of really mellow. Like, 
listen to this was in the shower tonight. It was just kind of nice. Yeah. All right. Kate Lebon. Lebon. Kovacs. K O V A C S. Um, this song. Are you spelling it like Sandy Kovax? Please tell me you are. No. Okay. This, <laughs> Close though. This song is not for me, but I really like the song. Uh, and which is fine. Like I'm glad that this song exists. Uh, it's by an You're artist playing named, a song you don't like. No, I I love the song. But it's not meant for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. Okay, um, got it. The artist is Claude. The song is Wish You Were Gay. So <laughs> it's not a joke song. It's like a it's, it's a good song. So here we go. Picture this, you and me in the morning Kissing over the coffee you're pouring It could be like that every day Hated that I wish you were Hoping that I'm a better replacement for the guys that you're always out chasing Or should I accept things I can't change Hate it that I wish you were I wish you were gay so you could just hold me Call me your babe instead of your homie Don't know what to say But I wish you were gay I like her voice Yeah Yeah, so uh, Sarah sent that to me. So, oh, that's nice of her. Yeah, so yeah, it was good. I I, I just like that a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the end of this segment. Yeah. Uh, bye. Are you gonna pass this shit out or not? Can you calm down? We just. <laughs> I'm glad we had a 10-minute break so that we could get this shit together, and we didn't get this shit together. Or if there's a metaphor for the fucking podcast, it's that. (laughs) What the? Is this Play-Doh? I don't know. Oh, my God. What is that? It looks like pumice. Dude, that's weird. What is that? Michael, what is it? That? Okay. Smells like tobacco. So this is like called. It sm- like, smells pretty great, actually. Seedless Lee Hing Moi, M U I Mui. Oh shit! Is this that super salty? All right, wait. Up. I'm looking for it. Uh, M U I. Wow, dude. Lee. Uh, no, I don't think that's what that, that is. That. What? Okay, this is, is a plum. Really it's a dried weird. plum with Lee Hing flavoring. Wait. Wait till you get to the salt. Holy fuck. Oh my god. That is a ride, man. It Whoa. is a ride. It's weird. Oh. But the- <laughs> what the oh, oh. So like uh-uh. I really <laughs> That's like a salt bomb, man. God, oh. even like, like think of soy sauce, <laughs> the saltiness of that, and double it with like strawberry on the front. Dude, it's weird. It was it's really it was weird because it's like a weird. It almost tastes like a fig, and then it gets sort of citrusy, oh. and then it sort of fades to like a sour note, and then it's like salt. 
all salt. It's all salty oh taint. My God, that's what hell tastes like. Oh my God. What's next? We can get that. Oh, out of here. all right. Uh, you got it in your hand. What's that say? It is jerky. Oh, it's more jerky chips, but um, it's teriyaki flavored. This is the yeah, 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 the thin and crispy. Yeah, it's good. Hmm, it's good as the other ones. I mean. Man, I got a thick piece. That's not a chip. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, these aren't as like chip like as the other. The other ones were actually crispy. They still have that same texture though at the end. Mm-hmm. And then That's we got um, mm-hmm. the Coca Cola Starlight. So thank you, Emily, uh, my niece, mm-hmm. who sent us a bunch of snacks. We're still going through them mm-hmm. for That's a while. Out of box, yeah. Um, so we also have the Starlight Coca Cola. I don't know anything about it. Space flavored is what it says. Piece of jerky. It says space flavored. So uh, let's see. Before we do reviews, I want let's let's smell it. We first. want to do flavor notes. Okay. It smells, it smells like, like Coke. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> That's delicious. You know what that tastes like? A little bit like uh, it tastes like a s'mores Coke. That is fucking like. There's great. like hints of raspberry. I didn't get any of that. But I did get like graham cracker and really weirdly like graham all. cracker and marshmallow. You don't get that? No. Oh, like on the back. I get fruit. Ruben says it tastes like cotton candy. Yeah, I get that. No, man, that's great. I almost got a little bit of like uh, like the red pop. Oh yeah, Fago pop. Big red. Big red. Okay, a yeah, little bit of that. I can yeah, see maybe. that. It's I, interesting. We all got different. That's things. weird. He said he got a hundred percent cotton candy. I get none see, of I, that. I get I get that's cotton weird. candy for sure. Yeah, it tastes like s'mores coke. To me. It's that fucking delicious. So, it's is whatever great. it is. I really like. Yeah, it. it's, it's dude, very that would complex. be killer as a float. Ooh, with vanilla ice cream. Yeah, oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> well, I know where the rest of this is going. Yeah, I know. I got some vanilla ice cream at home. My goddamn <laughs> kids didn't eat it all. I'll be down later. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Yeah. That's delicious. That's a, that's a five all day long, man. That's that's really good. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, do we want to do uh, the new segment? Yeah, let's do the new. Okay, segment. Who's going first? I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first. Mine's short. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get the. <laughs> we go. Are we gonna tell them what the new segment is? This is a new segment where we read our old blog posts. We all had blogs on Blogspot. Yeah. I'm going to find one for myself here. And so I haven't looked at this in years. I mean, literally years. A decade, probably. And I, I couldn't even remember the name, and all of a sudden it came back to me. So uh, I'm not giving mine out. But anyway. I'm not giving mine out, too. But people are going to be able to find it. Maybe. Um, so <laughs> is this... The title is I'm Done. Okay. This is the last post on this blog. I don't feel like blogging anymore. Thanks to everyone who's read and commented. All (laughs) three of you. Is that not the most me shit? Yeah. (laughs) That was it. That was the last fucking thing I did on this. All right. Um, Hold on. But I have one comment from the Basinger boy. Cryptic much, Bilbo? That's why I wanted to read it. Oh, God. I read that beforehand. We got here tonight. I was cracking up. Uh, all right. Mine's called uh, 
I'll give mine out. Mine's the Kingdom Project. Oh, you fucking. Nobody cares. What Nobody you're not going to look at the metrics. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, this is from us. It's called New Year's Resolutions, comma, or how I intend to keep a few of these things. The big Sufjan phase. Um, number one. Work, I remember when you used to do Yeah. That. Number one, work on my beastliness by working on my upper body strength using my iron gym that I paid too much for and could have got a lot cheaper at Walmart. I still have that. Uh, number still not getting used. No, it's getting used every week now. Number two, work on lowering my cholesterol by riding Different the station. Different purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. Work on lowering my cholesterol by riding the stationary, stationary bike, quietly festooning the back wall of my garage at the moment. That doesn't exist anymore. Number three, work on my guitar chops at least once a week. Not asking to be Eddie Van Halen or Stevie or Yvonne, but would like to be better than oh, C.C. DeVille. Somebody had just watched High Fidelity. But would like to be better than C.C. DeVille. Yeah. I downloaded a video podcast of Guitar Lessons, which should come in handy. This didn't happen either. Number four, be a slightly more attentive father. Also didn't happen. <laughs> if anything, you got less. Yeah. Number And then number five, attempt to have some sort of relationship with the Almighty. Also didn't happen. <laughs> Including, but not limited to, opening my Bible on occasion, praying for a reason other than desperation and guilt, and attempting to live like a Christian as opposed to a heathen who goes to church. I'm only making five because we all know that I can't multitask very well. Shalom, Matt. Wow. All right, I'm going to do my... God, just fucking pretentious I love shit. the fucking music underneath. So, <laughs> this is perfect. So I had... It's like I the had, weather channel. Yeah. I had two, uh, two last posts. Okay. I had one where it was like my last post, and the one where it was like, oh, by the way, come follow me here. Uh, so I'm going to do the, 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 the last last first. A new beginning. I told you that if I started posting elsewhere, I would let you know. I'm starting a church with some friends. It launches this Sunday. Read our blog and find out more at cityhillmartinsville.com. <laughs> Will you come further up and further in? Wow. Wow. Okay. And then, then this one is entitled The End. After seven years, this is the end. That's a fourth of my life up until now. Formative years indeed. Time well spent. No, it wasn't. Uh, the biggest changes in my life have been documented on this blog. Nah, not quite. Uh, some of the early stuff I don't completely agree with. Some of it reminds me of the person I used to want to be. These are memories and ponderings frozen in time. This is a documentation of the process of growth. One extreme to another and then back to the middle. I'm sure I'll write again. Nah, probably not. Uh, not just here. Find me. Love God. Love people. Love wins. Thanks and love. Was that our mission statement? Uh, Did we have a mission statement? No, that was two years before the church. Uh, what so, was our mission statement? We had a mission statement. I don't think we did. We did. We had did a we? set free to set free. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Mm. That's what it I was. Mean, that was, God. I think, I think that was my idea. But sorry about that. It was yours. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, his church motto was, good. It was fine. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Let's still have a stack. It didn't work. <laughs> Did hey guys? Shit happened. That's hey, fun. we should you. We still have City Hill shit. We should um, give it away at the live event. I had, I, I sent one a magnet to Dan. He's got it on his refrigerator, dude. You should. Tote, we we have to. That would be the fucking best thing ever. Just actually give, put stuff together. Give shit away. No, he's saying it's old stuff that we've got. I don't know if I still. So have I get. So I could do some of the the merch being given out with both logos. <laughs> no, do it with the the City Hill logo and then exit out. 
<laughs> and then right be- beneath it, the pastor's logo. No, then right beneath it, the old pastor's logo. And then right beneath it, the, the new keep pastor's logo. It out. Yeah. Man, that, our logo was pretty sweet, though. What, the the we got final off of a beer can. Yeah. Oh man, it was good. <laughs> the though. color scheme we did. Yeah, awesome. dude. Does that beer even yeah. exist anymore? No. Nope. And it was great. Yes, it was fantastic. Do you remember who put it out? Uh, New Belgium was it? Yep. Yeah. Had gears on it, like two gears were the logo for it for that yeah. beer. Anyway. Shift or something? Huh? Shift. Shift. Yeah, I think it was. Wow, that was really that crunchy. Yeah. Anyway, can you do that into the microphone more? <laughs> You didn't get on me earlier. For that's crazy. Like, that's every week with you. Every week. It's because I get home at six fucking. Either, either that or you're like, I have to shower. Like, I have to get ready, and I have to. <laughs> it is one of those. <laughs> I never hear that. You guys say it. I do it all the time. I never hear, I it, hear on the podcast. it every week. Every week. No, no, no. You fucking yeah. don't. Not listening back to it. You not don't. listening back, but I have to hear. I fucking need a dick. I'm here live. Who gives a shit? I don't care if you two fuckers have to listen to me breathe like a fat sack of shit. God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what are we doing? I have no clue. Don't we have a a news feed? Is that next? Yeah, I think so. All right. I've only got one story, man. I didn't have any. Really? I got a couple. Alex has one. Oh. Oh, Ali Sams? Yep. Jesus Christ. Michael, will Dude, you, you stop do that it? more than any other? Oh, oh my God. Dude, you are so gross. Looks like you're eating shit. <laughs> why, are you, why are you the way that you are? I hate so much. I hate so much. Jesus. You could play that, and that's true for any of the three of us about any of the other two of us. Jesus. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Alex Samuel, a friend of the podcast, benefactor of the podcast. Um, students in five Chicago high schools surprised with free college ride, all expenses paid. By Michael Scott. And for, for some parents, too. So students of five public schools um, got news that they're, they're, everything's paid for. Wow. Room, board, books, fees, and taxes. Huh. Christ. The whole shebang. Yep. So... Not only are these freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors getting the free ride, but also one of their parents or guardians get it, too. Holy shit. Yep. Who funded this? It's a multi-generational scholarship program. It's being launched by Hope Chicago, a nonprofit led by former Chicago Public Schools CEO, Dr. Janice Jackson. No, (laughs) No, too easy. easy. (laughs) She from Gary. Uh, Hope Chicago has committed to raising $1 billion in support and funding over the next decade and has raised 40 million already uh, with funding partners that include several corporations, financial institutions, and private family uh, foundations. By the way, that's how you, that's how you get rid of crime. Education. Uh, Yes. Violence, crime, education. Take care of poverty. Yep. Poverty is the reason. Yep. Be great if our country would just, you know, do that. Give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) No, because one party can't stay in power if people get educated. So they don't want that. That's why they're killing public schools. Uh, oh my god! So yeah, a lot of that's really really cool. So launched in uh, fall of twenty twenty one. Fucking GOP can cross fuck off. So, yeah, pretty and pretty fucking half awesome. The Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean the Democrats are shit. They're just dude. Republicans with fucking useless. The Republicans who put rainbow flags on their Instagram profiles. <laughs> I mean, 
This Michael, country, what else? This country's fucking doomed. There we go. <laughs> Aren't we in news feed? Not what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Man, we got how long? Thanks, into the, Alex. We got quite a ways into the podcast before Matt said we're fucked and everything sucks. <laughs> Guys, we've been doing this part of the podcast for 42 minutes. You know yeah. We how is that real? Well, we've done like nine segments. Did we? This is this is going to be an eight-hour podcast. Time is a time time's is an illusion. Time's a it's also tricky a fucking mistress. vampire. Matt, what do you got? Uh, Dad takes down town's internet by mistake to get his kids offline. Uh, a French dad uh, faces jail time and a hefty fine. What after- was that? That wasn't French. I don't know what it nope. was. That was French after several tokes and French dad three beers. Um, We're going to Munich. We're going to Munich. Let's see the French people. Um, a French dad faces jail time and a hefty fine after using a signal jammer to prevent his kids from going Whoops. online and taking the rest of the nearby town down with him. Starting at midnight until 3 a.m. every day of the week, the French town of Massages no. means the place of the massages. Uh, hey, Ruben, did you look up Nugget Porn yet? Found that their cellular and internet service were no longer working. Who's up at midnight and 3 a.m. looking on their internet? Well, I mean, if you... Lord knows I what am. your hours are, like if you work or whatever. After a mobile carrier reported the issue to the ANFR, a public agency uh, responsible for managing the radioelectric spectrum in France, it was determined that a signal jammer was being used to block the frequencies in town. Uh, Kenneth? What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. That is good. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, after consulting forums, and the internet, the father decided that the jammer was the best solution to put an end to these excesses. Don't most internet like have like parental controls? Can't you Maybe just, un- France, just unplug know. the fucking router? Kids got time for that shit. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, just unplug the router and it stops. Just just unplug. Yeah. Well, it was not the father's intent or to get take a fair down an entire cage. town's internet. Uh, in France, it's illegal and carries a penalty of up to 30,000 euros and six months in jail. Similarly, the use of jammers is illegal in the U.S. and collegiate imprisonments. Man, he wasn't doing it on purpose, man. Like, don't don't throw this guy in jail for six fucking months See, for this that. Is the, this is the future liberals want. <laughs> yeah, he, he took away my Pornhub at 3 a.m. He need to lock him up. I was, I was researching... Stuff about uh, poverty and how to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know. He got himself into a corner. Yeah, he, he did. Couldn't, he couldn't get out of it. He painted himself all the way in there. Uh, no, I, I was just saying. I was thinking of an excuse. That's my favorites when you do that. I was, no, no, no. I was thinking of an excuse somebody would say or why they needed the internet at It was 3 like when the Roomba gets all fucked up and it keeps us hitting the no, corner. No, no, no. It made, it made perfect sense to me. I don't care what you say. My thought was, what's something somebody would make up that they were doing at 3 a.m. besides looking at porn? I was trying to look for grants for to, to absolve people of poverty. 3 a.m. Boy. <laughs> yep. It still didn't. It's there. Nope. It's a grower, not there's, a shower. There's, there's, it's, this is my favorite. When you sort of trail off, you can hear you can hear the gears clicking. You're trying said, to come up with something. It's like when the Roomba gets stuck under yeah. a chair or something. It's like, it just keeps hitting the same goddamn leg. And then it turns around and hits another leg. My brother's calling me right now. Yeah. Sorry, right. bud. Hey, Davey. Um, uh, are we done? With I'm that? Done, yeah, I'm okay. Done. Sorry. Uh, Colwyn Bay man died after 200 coffee caffeine overdose. 200 what? Coffees. Jesus. In what period of time? One day? Hold on. 
A personal tra- trainer died after taking ca- oh caffeine powder, oh. the equivalent of up to 200 cups of coffee. No, that'll kill you. Well, it, yep. clearly. Father of two, Tom Mansfield, had miscalculated the amount of powder he was meant to use on kitchen scales. What? An inquest in Ruthen heard a 29-year-old from Colwyn Bay fell ill straight after drinking his mixture on January 5th. Reaching a conclusion of misadventure, <laughs> the conclusion of misadventure, coroner John Gittens said the cause of death was caffeine toxicity. John Gittens, when the Gittens good. So he basically exploded his heart. Said yeah. he began clutching his chest and complaining his heart was beating fast after he cons- Can you imagine? No. Like, I, literally, his heart went so fast, he it exploded. He just, he just died. Yeah. Like he I, just stopped. I had a coworker who, and I, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but I've told a lot of people this story, uh, who would do uh, a iced Americano with 12 shots of espresso. Jesus. Three times a day. It Dude. Got, it, he started losing weight. He didn't sleep. Uh, well, yeah. his, his family actually came in and did an intervention with him uh, to get him to stop drinking so much coffee. Wow. Like one of those would fuck me up all day. Yeah. You hear three just stagger throughout the day. Yeah. I've been in I've been in stores before. It, you know, we'll hear orders mm-hmm. like as we're working or whatever. And honey, you don't want that. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but uh oh it, I, I don't remember where it was, but some lady came through and ordered like a venti iced whatever. I don't like a macchiato or something. In the amount of shots mm-hmm. of yeah. like of shots and then of sh- of syrup. Oh yeah, it came out to like thirty six pumps of syrup of yeah. different syrup. Yeah, it, it, like I mean, literally, if you need that much the, syrup, it's that much. They yeah. filled the cup like mm-hmm. I had th- one a up third in, uh, four, full, and they said she does it every day. So I had orders yeah. that every day. Was that up in the? Was it northern Northern Indiana? It might have been. I know you're talking. It's the the uh, store in uh, Portage. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know that lady. Yeah. It's like two different kinds of syrup and like 30 or 40 pumps. I mean, pumps. it's, it's oh, fucking yeah. insane. Like, I did the calculation, and it was like oh, 4,000 calories, yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah and there were there were people who, when I worked there, that would do that same thing. Like, where they would get 20 pumps of classic syrup. In God, it's just so it's, And it's like this much classic syrup. If, if I get it, like, sugar. if I get free drinks I, sometimes, like, if I get one, I always ask for like half the amount of syrup yeah. you usually do. Mm-hmm. And even then... It's almost too sweet. Yep. There's a there's a drink. Uh, the one with the most syrup in it is the um, peppermint mocha hot chocolate, and it's uh, if you get a venti, it's got the hot chocolate, the peppermint, and the mocha. You get five pumps of mocha, five pumps of peppermint, and oh. two pumps of vanilla. Wow! And that's like on the menu. I told you I had when we went to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. I had enough caffeine on the way down there because we drive at night. That I was almost hallucinating while I was driving. Yeah, it's bad. I had I, two energy drinks basically, and it, yeah, it messed me up. I got fucked up with nitro coffee uh, one time. I yeah. had oh, so yeah. I was in. I was doing a. I think I had two calls, like up in Fort Wayne or something. And so the first call, they were like, "Hey, you want a drink?" Yeah, I will have a nitro. Uh-huh. And I just get like a sweet cream nitro or whatever. <clears throat> Drank it, and then I went to my next store, which was in the same city. Yeah, and. Yeah. Had another one. They were like, "Yeah, you want something to drink?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll have a nitro." I mean, so no, I had I had bad. two of the gr- like the bigger like the grande, yeah. and those they are- don't even sell them in a larger size because no. they're not good for you. 
like that's too much yeah caffeine. you're limited on yeah. how much you can yeah it's crazy and i was like i drove home and i think my eyeballs were like outside it freaked, of my it skull. freaks you the fuck out a little bit you're, i mean i could feel yeah. my blood coursing through my veins it was like mm-hmm. oh my blood pressure is like <laughs> 180 oh over. i bet it was just <laughs> so it was bad yeah 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 i was lesson learned but yeah that's uh yeah 200 about 200 mm. cups of coffee's worth of caffeine god yeah, that'll fuck you up. Pretty said he good. laid down. He started foaming at the mouth, yeah. and that's when they called the ambulance, and he was fucking dead wow. by the time they got to him. Man. So yeah, death um, by coffee powder. Yep. Squirrel attacks eighteen people in two days of attacks in Buckley. I think this is also from uh, BBC. <laughs> yeah. Um, news you can trust. Uh, a gray squirrel which attacked and injured eighteen gray people squirrel. has been captured gray and put squirrel. down. Shake that they put the fucker down. They did. Well, that shit. You guys remember that song, Gray Squirrel? No. Nope. The animal. You don't know Gray Squirrel? Really? Dude, I have no idea. Did you guys ever go to camp about. as a kid? No, church camp. That's not yeah, real camp. They, they did they, church <laughs> camp too. There gray, was squirrel, no gray Squirrel. Gray Squirrel. Gray Squirrel. Shake busy that bushy tail. Fucking, what was that? A tether ball? Try to, to touch the girl's boob. <laughs> That's what I was trying to play. I once uh, tried to touch at, at church camp. There was a girl who stuck her hand down a, a boy's pants. Dude, at it, church camp. Church camps were the most highly sexually charged. Like, I mean, you're talking like a hundred or whatever. And the, all the super teenagers, super too. sexually repressed kids, uh-huh. middle schoolers, uh-huh. just coming into their own sexuality. I mean, like, going yeah. to a pool. It was the horniest place on earth. One pieces? Oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> I mean, like that, it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter. Oh, Matt's like, I'd bust a pearl on that. <laughs> you know, bust a pearl. Like, bust a move, but... <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Michael. Like, bust a rhyme. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So uh, anyway, they they killed him. The animal earned itself the nickname Stripe after the vicious character in the film Gremlins. It started attacking people in Buckley Flincher last week over a d- two day period. Two days, it was fucking people up. Left Jesus, left. was it rabid? Uh, this was much to the distress of Corinne Reynolds, sixty five, who had fed it since March and said it was a frequent and friendly visitor to her garden. Stripe initially came to steal bird food, and Mrs. Reynolds said all those months he's been fine. He would even come and take a nut out of my hand. But she said Dark Toffee Squirrel. But she said he bit her last week. What'd you see? White boy. White boy. <laughs> If you haven't seen that episode, let her know. Oh I watch it once a week. <laughs> oh my God. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said, uh, oh, she said, he, oh, daddy. <laughs> what you see, Dan? Uh, but she said he bit her last That's week. Fucking she, weird, Derek. She, <laughs> fucking weird, Derek. And she fed him in her garden, and then she saw reports of other bites and attacks on the town Facebook page. <laughs> Squirrel fucking people up. Uh, she added, after I saw all those pictures of people's injuries, I thought, oh my goodness, what's happened to him? Have you guys ever? Oh um, dear. You guys ever killed a squirrel and then put it in I've your in your hunting vest and felt the warmth of its body as it slowly chills? <laughs> wow. No, Hannibal Lecter, we haven't. Lord knows, Jesus. I have. Squirrels, rabbits. 
Are you putting the lotion on its skin? I can say no. I've never eaten squirrel. No. Lord knows I have. I've had rabbit. Rabbit's fucking great. Dude, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a lady at the farmer's market, a local farm that sells rabbit. Cooked like it I I can't I'm gonna do that and make like a French stew at some point. Have you have you, you never had a rabbit? I have. Okay. But it's been a long time, yeah. yeah. Uh anyway, so I was so, talking to Tyson when I was here about different meats that we'd had and it was like um Rabbit, mm-hmm. crocodile. He, that motherfucker's eating everything. Uh, he well, he hadn't had. He had. I had him. He's probably had him. skilled and hung in his fucking garage. He never had <laughs> guinea pig, so I had a one up on him on that. <laughs> well, congratulations, yeah. you monster. Remind me to tell you a joke later about guinea pig. Oh God, I no, was a hamster. Fucking. <sighs> anyway, Mike, what saw, do you have? I saw it on TikTok. It, it is it's fucking 9.30. Oh, my God. Uh, product update. Pepsi released a new nitrogen-infused cola Ooh. that Ooh. is softer than a soft drink. So, well, yeah. I mean, dude, it's nitro. I, oh, Pepsi, I tricked the shit out of that. That sounds kind of great, actually. A Pepsi draft cola, and then uh, they also have a vanilla draft cola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh he's just like in cans? Yep. Oh, my God. I'm in. Yep. Smaller bubble, smoother taste. It yeah. looks like nitro. It's nitro. Some. Not bad. Nitro is the boy. Nitro beers, nitro coffee. I would have a nitro Pepsi. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd kill that. Especially the vanilla one. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. All right. Um did you guys watch the new Spider Man? I haven't. I'm behind. Do you know what happens no. in it? Sort of. No. I'd probably fight some people. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, is Kirsten Dunst in this one? No. No. No, it's spoiler alert. Not interested. No. Uh, anyway, uh, Blue's Clues is getting its own Spider-Man uh, No Way Home like movie where um, three different uh, hosts of uh, Blue's, Blue's Clues, Clues are be fun showing for up. Kids, man. And me weren't too. They a, weren't they in a commercial? I believe was so. There a super, was there a Super Bowl commercial? I don't, dude, I don't remember any Super Bowl commercials. I don't. I mean, I don't. I remember nothing from that night. Yeah. So God, they've got no, Steve man. Burns, Donovan, uh, Patton. And uh, who was Steve's brother, Joe. Uh, and then apparently there's another guy, Joe's cousin, Josh. So they're all three showing up. You just named like 12 names. I, didn't, I, don't I know. said the actor's name and the character they played. And that was it? Yes. I felt like a Russian novel there for a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was it, is this the idiot? Jesus Christ. Okay. Four um, characters, and there were 35 different names. Fuck. Man, I can't believe neither one of you guys did this. Man hospitalized after <laughs> hospitalized. Hospitalized. Uh, after uh, shoving an AA battery into his penis. I don't understand it. How? I don't understand how. I, how In big is your opening? How big is your hole? I'm not even kink shaming. I'm just saying how. Like, how? I mean, I think physically, I think you start small and gradually increase to. But I mean, what can it, I ask you, you start with triple A and you go up start, to double A? Stay open. It would keep it wider, though, wouldn't it? A I little bit, I like it would have that's to. Could you works. imagine oh, pee coming dude, out that, of a thicker hose? I know, right? Like, would you even feel? You wouldn't pee? even feel it. Be like, <laughs> if at that point like, it's just it. like it's just a waterfall. It's not like a. <laughs> it's just you've got like an opening that just. I bet it wouldn't bifurcate. Oh, that's the worst. God. Especially if you ejaculated. Wow. Well, okay. Like, uh, like three streams. It Michael. was a case of self-assault and battery. You know I'm not white. Well. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You was, know what? Was that you your know joke or was no, that is, is in the article? You know what? Oh fuck! I thought that was you, man. <laughs> no. I was so proud. So yeah, they got they got pictures of of it in his in his peen. Um, I just wait, don't understand, man. Like X-rays. They have the vid. You can actually see the battery that came out. Oh, it God. looked like all the coating had been stripped off oh. of it. Oh, yeah, it's got like pee and ejaculate stop, in stop. it. Stop! All right, stop. Oh my god! All the pre cum. All like. right. Fuck. I like how you get indignant about all the shit I say. Do you ever listen to yourself? So, <laughs> what's up, Yeah, I was reading comments. I'm not paying any fucking attention to you at all. Okay, uh, <clears throat> twin sisters married twin brothers, and their kids are, are technically cousins, but genetically brothers. <laughs> Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. This was in the pub, wasn't yeah, it? This yeah, this is yeah, the twin couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're so like for example, my uh mom is on uh what's the twenty three and me and I have fifty percent of her DNA, but my brother, you would think I would have a higher percentage, but no, he's got his own different set. Yeah. So I've got forty eight percent match with him and then my niece twenty five percent. So they would be basically fifty percent brothers. They would have probably, they would share this a lot of the same DNA. Like, here's the thing: they're they're cousins, no matter what you say. But their DNA, if you took it, would make them look like brothers. Yeah. Oh God, what To just said. Oh my God. Oh my God. To says, I oh. knew a guy that had a zero zero gauge Prince Albert piercing. Then he cut a tiny piece of the skin and butterflied his peen. What? Why? Fucking why, what? man? <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Butterfly. Fucking weird, Darius. You're fucking weird, Darius. Prayers. <laughs> When I was the team, my socks had 100% of my DNA. <laughs> Dan, that's pretty good, buddy. Yeah, kudos on that. That's a good. That's that's a good joke. Oh man, I mean, it's an obvious one, but it, it works. I don't know. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan's socks were a crime Michael, scene. Oh my gosh, the 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 boys look like they could be twins. The, 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 oh the, no, they're all. What they're literally the parents are literally twins. Quit, they're called quaternity twins. I don't, dude, I bet they're. I mean, there's. There's got to be some freaky shit going on in that house, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they all look the same. I know, like, like, like how would you fuck? Well, they they all live together the in the same house. They like, do, they do look different. Like I will say, I, I can know, look but at hey, them. Hey, let me throw me one of those, Lenny. Is there only one left? Uh, there's two left. Yeah, throw me one of those. What? Throw me one of those. They taste like lemon. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. What is it? It's a donut. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm trying to quit. Well, here's what Sarah said. I wonder if they ever mistake one for the other. I don't think I'm warning it intentionally. I mean, I'm, what are the ethics of that? I, <laughs> I mean, it's just a polyamorous relationship, I guess. I, I don't think that they're actually polyamorous in the situation. You don't know. Yeah, but you don't know if they're not either. Pretty weird. It is weird. It's weird that they're living together in the same it's, fucking that's house. That's weird. That's on, they're man. living in the same house? I yes, they all house. live together. Oh, my God. Like, that's... Man, that's just weird. And Sorry. You, it's you just know weird. they probably timed it, too. Probably. To like, they're probably both doing it at the same time to have <laughs> twins. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> well, I mean, in separate rooms, they were... <laughs> Sarah said so Eskimo, they could have kids Eskimo that were born brothers. at the same time. Yeah, they're Eskimo brothers. I mean... 
Or maybe probably the taco too. I mean, genetically speaking, they definitely are. Yeah, I mean, they're genetically look like brothers, but they're not. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, I just—it's just somebody begging for a TV series. That's what they're doing. Oh, they'll get one. That's what it feels like, man. It just feels like, yeah, we're going to get it. We'll just do this until we get a TV series. Man, whatever happened to John Kate Gosselin? Boy, they fade away like a fart in the wind. I don't know, but I saw my blog post. I have a blog post about that. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Can we do that segment again? Yeah, <laughs> Let's do it right now. Nope. Oh, man. You guys ever heard of the Michael, oils? God damn it. it is Young fucking... Living Essential yes. Oils? Well, apparently... As we know, it's a MLM, highly. Uh, it's all bullshit. Highly, um, highly subscribed to by Christians. Young Living is, but these women say that Young Living essential oils has been taking taken over. The the, the company has been taken over by Satan. <laughs> okay. They truly believe this. He's not real. Yeah. There's not a fucking goat hoofed you don't horn. Know. You don't know that. There, neither, can we talk about God? Can we talk Sorry. about time travel? <laughs> I'm not doing this shit with you on this. Why not? Was that on the pod or no? Was no. in a private conversation? You guys fighting about time travel? Oh, I got high that one night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one every <laughs> night, and <laughs> so that doesn't narrow it down to seven days a week. And I talked to you. Yeah, it was like. Let's talk about time travel. Is it possible? Is it? And Matt was, of course. No. Like, of course, Matt's the, the get off my lawn. Like, dogmatic. Absolutely not. I have no wonder. It's called an opinion dipshit. Every time I state an opinion, I get leveled on this fucking podcast. That's what almost ended the podcast. I just worry. I had an opinion that wasn't your opinion. I just worry. Jesus Christ. I just worry about your lack of wonder sometimes. It's not lack of wonder. It is. You won't even entertain the possibility that at some point in the future it could be, and there could be time travelers walking I'm saying among no. Us. You have no idea. I'm saying no. Have you read the story about that street in the UK <sighs> where that dude, like in the 60s, or no, it was in the, might have been the 90s. He walked down an alleyway. He was getting chased. He shoplifted. He got chased down this alleyway in, uh, I think it was in, might have been in Liverpool or something. Anyway, he's getting chased by a security guard. He fucking disappears. He disappears. The security guard swears to God he disappears. The guy, his story, and they've, they held these stories for like years. And they were asked all the time, and their, their stories never wavered. The guy said, all of a sudden, he comes out the other side of the alley, and all of the cars look like they're from the 60s. <clears throat> all of the people are dressed like they're from the 60s. He looks in the shops. It's 1967. Like, there was, a, I don't remember what date. It's like in 1967. No, and I don't I'm just saying. care. I'm. And, and, and like he swears, he swears that it happened. This is your fucking no. Fault. The security guard, the this security guard, the security your guard, goddamn fault. The security guard watched him disappear. Was Bigfoot with him? Fuck off, you, 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 wonderless. Here's the thing: if if time travel was real, it would be very controlled by whatever you, you government. Know I, you know, how I like to piss off governing. I, I have an opinion. Maybe it is, no, but your opinions, like. <laughs> You just, you just want Go to be ahead. the dick. Like, no, I'm not being a dick. I don't think time travel's a thing that can legitimately happen. But you come on, you talk about wonder, you talk about, and then you, there's just none. I can have wonder about none. lots of things. It doesn't have to be time travel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Michael's this is, this is Brad being prescriptive again. I'm not being prescriptive. You don't have my opinion, so you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, just I didn't even say I believe that it's possible. I just think it's fun to entertain the thought that it could possibly be. That's fine. Entertain the thought that it's not possible. You used to believe in zombie Jesus. Why can't you believe in time travel? <laughs> yeah, you believe a dude walked out of his grave three days after he walked in. Okay, I'm the bad guy. You didn't believe that at all, ever. You never taught that as a reality. I just I taught a lot of things. I didn't okay, believe. then fuck off. All right, get off my dick. <laughs> Unless you're a nugget, you can't get on. <laughs> all right, well that was fun. Are we done? Can we go to Foofy now? I'm gonna go yeah, to bed. Let's go in Foofy. We're gonna talk to uh, it's Scott Erickson. Nine forty. All right. Here, here's our conversation with. Uh, with it's Scott a good. Erickson. It's a great conversation. It is. He's fun. Yep. If I can find the button. All right, here we go. Further up, further in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to start. Yeah. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Nice I mean, we've, you, you know, you've already been flipped off yeah. once. <laughs> you've been on for 11 seconds. Yeah. That's great. So, That's great. Scott Erickson, Scott the Painter. Hi. I'm Do you here. like being called Scott the Painter? I mean, I know it's your IG handle, but. I don't mind. Cool I don't okay. mind. Yeah, right. that's totally I'm not going to call you that, but I was just that's curious. Great. That's so. great. Just throughout the whole episode. Yeah. How about so, Scotty? So, so Scotty? Scotty? Scotty good? No. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to call you You don't Scotty. feel like a Scotty. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. you don't. I'm not in engineering or from Scotland, so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really work. All or, right. Or a beloved second man on the Chicago Bulls, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> If you ask him, he was better than Jordan. <laughs> so I think I said this on the first time you were on. I don't remember. It was eight years ago. Um, <laughs> but the the first time I heard about you was in the Say Yes like talks that you were doing. And my okay. brother went to one in Nashville, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, got some artwork and was just raving about it. And he actually, like, what's funny is, um, so he, so we had you on for for one of your, your books on prayer. I believe, How many do you have now? Well, I think you had me on for Honest Advent. I think uh, I, yeah, Advent. it was the Advent yeah, one. It was the Advent yeah. book, yeah. I think, so So, you, how many uh, books on prayer did you do, though? I have two that I did with Justin McRoberts. So yeah. we had Justin McRoberts on yeah. and uh, to talk about the, the, the second one. And then my mm -hmm. brother gave me the first one for Christmas that same year. He oh, had fun. no idea. He's like, he had no idea. That's great. <laughs> so. That's great. All right. So you're here to talk about Say Yes, your new book, which is mirrors also your show. Yeah. I don't know. Traveling yeah. one man band. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Tambourines been, on my knee. Yeah, of course. Knees. Yeah, of course. Uh, all the motions to Lord, I lift your name on high. It's the it's the crescendo. It's the it's the big finale. You kick that symbol that's on your heel. Uh-huh. Yep. Heaven to earth. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott, what what's going on here, man? Like, what's what's the meaning of life? What? What what the, we're like we're in this we're in this soup, yeah. None of us chose to be here. We're just here. Like what's mm -hmm. what's going on? <laughs> that's what you're starting. With. Yeah, that's what I'm starting <laughs> oh, with. Let's gosh. just go in straight head on. W way to tackle like every question that every human being has ever had. Yeah, yeah. And there is no answer. I think. Oh. I think uh, there's there's no plan. Everybody, there's no plan. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to go into that, but I, I, Oh no, we're going to go into that. <laughs> um, 
You just have to go. Look, look, I understand that we can, if you want to take the lens of the the scriptures, what we know as the Holy Bible. Now you can go, yeah, there is this ending, this plan and stuff. But but since that's been written, it's been thousands of years. And what every human being has had to go through is the process of appearing and then disappearing. And neither one of those we were in charge of. And then, and as we are appearing and here, um, and going through the mystery and, and wonder and loss and, and, and greatness and love of all of those things, I think we have to go is, we all, I think we all understand that life is a miracle, but we're also going, yeah, but there's times where that miracle really sucks. Mm -hmm. And if there's a, if there's a giver of that miracle, does it have anything to say about the suckiness is kind of like what, at least this Enneagram four artist man in his forties has, uh, has wanted to go through. And so what, I guess like we all have to eventually like either own our incarnation or we can continue hating it. And I suggest that you should say yes to it. And so um, that, but I don't know, that's, I'm just trying not to segue to a book, but that uh, like <laughs> when you say what's going on with life, it's yeah. like, I think there's an absurdity and a mystery and a nothingness of it. But I also think that when, I mean, I'm much more of a fan of long, the lawns, along the lines of Viktor Frankl, who said, we can't ask life to tell us what the meaning is. Actually, every day what life is asking us is, what do you think the meaning is? And the way that we answer that is by how we decide to live our lives. We, 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 we illuminate what is meaningful. Um, and I, I mean, he would say that like, what is meaningful is, now we're talking about Viktor Frankl, but like he would say <laughs> that it's loving something, doing a work, that uh, working on something, committed to something, and then finding meaning or like narrative or <clears throat> purpose in your sufferings, in the in the pain of being a human, um, and those those are the things. So uh, that's my summary of Viktor Frankl, who Donald Miller has made a lot of money off of. That's uh, uh, Donald <laughs> Miller. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you want to open that can of worms, we can. <laughs> What a every, sellout, man. Every book is just like another iteration of, of like man's search for meeting. So it's great. Uh, <laughs> um, God, I, I love that you see that. I had a, fo oh. a follow-up question. Yeah. I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> is, meaning, uh, is meaning inherent or is it, uh, is it assigned? Or, or do we assign meaning or is it already inherent? I, do, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't a philosophy. No, major. no. Th think about that uh, one at some point. Um, yeah. Is meaning inherent? I, I will say this. I think meaning is often hidden. Um, so again, we'll bring up Viktor Frankl, who I don't own the rights to. I have to ask Don Miller for. But he <laughs> would often he would often say to his uh, his uh, patients who were suicidal, he would be like, "Well, why haven't you killed yourself yet?" And what it would lead to is like, well, I can't imagine going through that. And what it would lead to was a conversation of, well, there's something still here keeping you around. And even though you can't, maybe you've lost sight of it or you can't put a finger on it, there still is some meaning here. There's still something here that made you, has made you go, I can't get rid of this yet. And I, so sometimes, so is meaning, in, is it already there or not? I'm not quite sure, but but often meaning can be hidden from us. So sometimes yeah. it might be very apparent, and sometimes it might take some uncovering to do. It, there's always a thing working behind the thing, behind the thing, behind the thing. Right. So would you, you say? 
Sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I'm here. <laughs> Do you have answers to these questions, or is this just like a no. method of no? Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> no, three white guys it, with a podcast. No, we don't who, know who shit. Who we're just philosophical we're, we're ball just, busters. You know, is what we are. We're all dust. We're just. We're just. We we have these conversations a lot. Meat bags made of stardust. And, man. and honestly, like if you could <laughs> yeah, go yeah. back a year, two years, three years on this podcast, our quote answers to those questions completely different. Which should tell, yeah. like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, all like what was it? Uh, it was a comedian or something. Was like, why would I, like, why would I stake my claim on something when the next book I read could completely change my perspective? Like, yeah. Oh, I saw it, another comedian be like, why would I, why would I get a tattoo? My idea of God has changed in the last five years. He's like, I <laughs> <things."> right. <laughs> also valid. <laughs> so, would you say that your uh, your work, the say yes work? Because obviously, I'm sure has it changed over the years. The say yes work um i had some stuff i knew i wanted to talk about and then trying to figure out how to make it into an entertaining show Ver like you know i had a talk that was a bunch of notes and then i wanted to turn it into like something to experience i wanted to involve the audience so there was a learning as i go process probably like the the first like 20 actually like the first 35 times it took me 35 times before i stopped changing the words um <laughs> And, uh, and, and McRoberts, our friend, Justin McRoberts was actually, he was like, cause I was like, maybe I should go back and write this all out. And he goes, no, I think you should, I think you should work it out in front of people. So, um, I used it as like a process to kind of, to, to get where I was going to, or trying to get in touch. I knew what I wanted to say, but often like it takes a long time. You're like, that's sure. what I've been trying to say. Um, so for me, the, your original question was like, how has it changed over time? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and then I was going to ask like, what, what are you saying yes to? Are you saying yes to uh, ultimate reality and just coming to terms with the way things are not, not necessarily a discovery of, you know, the man behind the curtain, but oh, more yeah, of yeah, just yeah. like, yes to, to what is. Yes. I, I had this experience in when I was about to turn 40, which I know is a number created by astronomy, but like it, <laughs> and it's pretty common, but I, I started getting in touch with, with who I wanted to be in the world. And I, it, and I wasn't clear on that. I just had this moment where I started crying publicly and I like sat on a toilet. I found like a bathroom and I just sat there and I cried and I realized like, Oh, I'm grieving something. And so something was happening to me and it was I felt pretty low. Uh, I've had bouts of depression and suicidal ideation. And and I and I kind of was like, what do we do with that moment when life, our life, even existence isn't what we hoped it would be or it didn't turn out how we hoped it would. And I knew I wanted to keep I was like, I guess I I keep going. I'm, I'm like figuring out who I want to be in the world and how do I do that? And immediately I was confronted by these like inner arguments and these fears. And so I had to work through my uh, counter arguments, pivots, practices, I would call against these voices. But as it led into that, and those pivots and practices are pretty easy, but as it led into that, it led into deeper conversations about what, what is the nature of life? And, and again, that like, is it a, is it a miracle or is it a curse? And uh, can we have that conversation with the giver of our miracle? And what, what I think, there's a bit of like you make the road by walking, which is you like how what 
setting a course and a destination is important, but if that's going to turn out the way you think is not, it's about setting yourself in that direction and being a part of the process, being a contribution. But on the way, I think what you, so in the title of my book, it says, discover the surprising life mm -hmm. beyond the death of a dream. So yeah. the death of a dream is like the death of the idea of how you thought it was going to be, how you thought you were going to be. And what I would say the difference between a, a dream and desire, because the definition of dream is a cherished desire. A dream is a version of yourself that doesn't have any vulnerabilities. When we've imagined a dream scenario, a dream self, we never imagined ourselves in that setting having weaknesses and limitations. <laughs> and our, our vulnerabilities are not our weaknesses and limitations as much as our relationship to them. How do you feel about having them? Is it mm -hmm. something you hide? Is it something you dismiss yourself for? And I would say the spiritual journey, the human journey, but a deeply spiritual one is understanding that your vulnerabilities are the way in which you connect to yourself, the world, even to God. And so the way forward through the path of desire, which is an Ignatian term, and we can get into that in a second, is, is you – why a dream is dying is because it's the version of yourself that didn't have any vulnerabilities and that has to go away in order to move. That is the thing in the way to something deeper and more meaningful. And so then how do we walk forward with our vulnerabilities, our weaknesses, our limitations, our bad habits, our sins, all of those things, but how do we walk forward? Because those particularities are what is going to change and form really the way we are offering something into the world. And when I, I grew up in like a conservative Christian culture that um, really didn't know what to do with dreams and desires. And so what it did is it pushed it all down and said, well, we're supposed to not have any wants. We're just supposed to want what God wants. And what God wants is me to be really involved in this church. And, um, and, that, and we deferred, <laughs> and we deferred on this like deep path within us to volunteering for a bunch of stuff. I feel and, attacked. <laughs> this is a personal attack on me. Uh, great. So, <laughs> and so what um, I think, but when I found that there was actually in, um, so St. Ignatius in the 1500s, he's dead, but he was alive in 1500s. He, <laughs> he kind of defended. Spoil, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. He died. Um, I was he, really hoping to not find out this way. <laughs> Yeah, sorry everybody. Yeah, I, I thought I was. I thought everybody was watching Twitter already. Um, he said that the way that God speaks the loudest in your life about your calling, vocation, is actually through your desires. And so he was like, "There's this path of desire that you are meant to walk, and that takes discernment because desires lead us to flourishing, but they can also lead us to destruction. So it's this. It's a bit of a discernment process throughout the whole thing. And as a trained spiritual director, that is part of uh, when I'm alongside people in spiritual direction, a lot of it is discerning that path of desire. That is, I think, a divine invitation in you. Now, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what I want and I don't know what, you know, things. And, and I understand that we live in a crazy culture of comparison. We live in a massive culture of like opportunity and all of that can be so much so that, you know, there was a time in the world where it was like, your dad's a stonemason and that's what you're going to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, your dad, yeah, except for that movie Knight's Tale where he got to change his stars. But like it's mostly you were going to be what was in the family business. But now with so much opportunity, we're kind of like, well, what do I choose and bliss and all this stuff. And so this book and I wanted like Say Yes came from 
kind of it's like it's it's as all good art is and i just said i had made good art but like all good art is like it's layered you know some of it's like it's really pra here's practical things to kind of overcome obstacles and then it's like okay so the what do we do with being here and then like when right. then the le deeper level is like and what do we do with like not being in control or maybe the whole conversation about suicide is i can control being here or not like when I, in my own suicidal ideation, I realized that suicide is trying to control a pain that I don't feel I have control over. And what I ultimately have always is whether or not I want to be here. That is the control I'm trying to grasp over with suicide. And when I realized that, I realized, man, so much of my religion is also about that too. Like being obsessed about end times, predicting being obsessed when Jesus is going to come back is exactly the same as being suicide, having suicidal ideation. You're trying, huh. to, you're trying to control a pain yeah. you feel you don't have control sure. over. And that pain is the pain of existing. <laughs> that is what, yes. the, that's what the fucking pain is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Religion can have so much to do with trying to control the pain of being here. And actually the what and this is where this all kind of started unraveling for me is I realized a lot and I and I'm happy the way I grew up. I liked the church I grew up, sure. great people. But the cultural it, the cultural narrative in American Christianity was a lot about afterlife, a lot about end times because I realized I was like, oh, it's really comfortable controlling a future narrative. It's very uncomfortable about how this applies to anything right now. It no <laughs> like it's yeah. very it's very like it's put all of its cards in controlling a future narrative because it actually doesn't know what to do about being here. And I had to like transition to go, does any of these practices have to do with anything about being here? And, and it turns out they all do. Um, so it's spiritual but, escapism. I mean, that's all it is. Spiritual, exactly. You're escaping from the present. You're escaping from the present moment into something Totally. something beyond that you can't well you it's, can't control I mean, but you you have some manner of control if you can say well i can predict this i mean there are christians right now cheering on putin because they think it's going to bring about the end times and it's like which is that's insane. all all that it's, it's, it's fucking crazy and yeah. all that is now now that i'm out of that mindset you know having grown up in that kind of stuff now yeah. that i'm out of it it's like you see how insane it is and how it all it's really doing what it actually is is masking fear yeah. It's it. I'm scared. I can't admit that I'm scared because if I admit that I'm scared, that means I don't have faith in God. So all I'm going to do is I'll just root for this murderous dictator to, you know, usher about the end of the world because you know yeah. that's easier than facing my own shit. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's really. I'm. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I, I. I mean, I do that in a million ways in myself. You know, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any kind of escapism like this. This book, man, like it. It challenged me in really good ways. Like I'm, grew up Christian. I'm, like I kind of, I mean, I I had kind of had a death of God experience a few months yeah. back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, I don't. I'm an atheist, agnostic. I what somewhere in between there. Yeah. But now you watch the movie God's Not Dead, and you're. <laughs> That's right. I mean, when the chalk didn't break. <laughs> number two um, was a lot better, though. Number two, it, the first one didn't get me, but number two finally did. Sorbo it. really <laughs> hit. Sorbo really hit his stride in the second one. Um, but like, it really hit me, and it's interesting to hear you talk about your your. Like when you hit your forties, I mean, I'm forty two. I just 
I turned 42 in December and it's like, Congrats. I've had a, I've had a, like the last few months have been an absolute meltdown. Like it's yeah. to hear you talk about the death of a dream hearing you say there is no plan. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I mean, honestly, like, and that's, that's, that's a dream that had to die. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the dreams is, I mean, we were, we were all pastors and I remember I, I one of my favorite verses was of course, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have <laughs> for you, have says the Lord you. plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Like, yeah. And it's like, that that died because like i'm not a pastor anymore all of that shit flamed out none of that uh -huh. worked yep. yeah like and i've gotten to 42 and I, like i the first time i met with my therapist <laughs> we got to talking about different things and she was like oh it sounds like you have no idea who you are and mm -hmm. i was like god damn it you're right <laughs> yeah because like yeah. i i had this whole identity for my entire life and now i'm not a christian and i'm fine i mean in the whatever in the religious yeah. sense i'm just saying yeah. like i still am i still admire in try in, in the teachings of jesus and i Can you still sing that i am a c <laughs> nope I'm a c sure no, don't. definitely doesn't sure don't nope things like i'm in the lord's army yeah, yeah of course sure. yeah of course <laughs> boy well, i, I, just, I, bet I just went back to junior church <laughs> i bet that one's going around right now my oh, god oh my Ooh, boy but anyway like I found myself in this time where I lost all that and I didn't ever, I thought I had sort of reconstructed and built something else back up. And then I realized, Oh shit, no, I haven't like, and I found myself completely at 42 going, I, I really don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who I am. And I've had for the first time in my life. I mean, I've talked about it on the pod. I've had suicidal ideation. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as recent as Friday morning. Yeah. 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 Like it, and it's like for the first time in my life and it's, so this book really challenged, challenged me because it, I've kind of given up. I'd kind of given up on the idea that like, there's anything to any of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I know, you know, you said you've been in that spot. I mean, if you've had suicidal ideation, you know, that thought of like, there's really no point to anything so like <laughs> you know what i mean but i want to i want to see like what how you how you sort of like you talk about dreams and desires like are those the same thing are they different how are they the same how are they different i would say like a a dream so i give these like three images of a tuning fork a feeling suit and a yep. vehicle of destiny and i think what those <laughs> Which is great. I love that. Vehicle of destiny. Yeah. That's not like is... something off of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the mm -hmm. Galaxy. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Take these three objects and then go. Yeah. It is very quest. It is very quest yeah. oriented. Yeah. Uh, take the tuning fork, hit this, and the door will open. Then you got to put this on, invisibility cloak, and then like, no. <laughs> I Because I, I'm a visual artist. So I think when we are like using these words, I'm like, what is the what is the image we're associating with them? And I was kind of playing with them, but I was like, I think what we when we say dream a tuning fork meaning we want everything to feel harmonious. We we're not imagining a scenario where things are like not working together. Uh, like when I say we want to have it all, we don't mean like our neighbor who has fourteen broken cars in their yard. That's not having it all. When we say having it all, we mean what we have is working like a symphony, is working together. We want to be the kind of person that's tuned in, right? A feeling suit is just like it. 
it feels really good in that scenario, probably because it juxta it contrasts how we feel now, which is complicated and a little weird. And surely there's a better scenario that feels better. And then vehicle destiny, even just going, we want to feel like we're headed somewhere, like because because the death of a dream feels like nothing's working. It's all bad noise. Uh, everything's uncomfortable, and I'm stuck on the side of the road, broke down, burning, and I have no backup plan. And that's those are those are that's that's an awful perspective and feeling and conclusion to be in, right? So I would say like so, dream is kind of like a what we a, a better way of being in the world. I don't think we're talking about objects or things or destinations. Sure. I think we're talking about I would like to be the kind of person, kind of person meaning like this is how I am right now. Um, desire, I think, is deeper, which is this kind of like driving force that I believe is like divine. I mean, I'm not here to like wrestle and prove that point, but I was sure. like, we all have this kind of deep desire. And it might be for a number of reasons. There might be a really smart psychologist who can blow me out of the water and go, well, it's because of your pituitary gland and how your mom talked to you. You know, probably that's <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> Maybe not pituitary, maybe hypothalamus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, we've all come across it. It's mirrored in people in the world we see. And, and I noticed, like, from having some kind of, like, death-defying experiences, like, I almost drowned one time surfing. And when I came, when I finally got out of the water, my, I wasn't thinking about, mm, how am I going to do better next time? I was like, fuck, I got to rethink everything. Because, <laughs> like, what happened <laughs> right. is I got really close to dying or as the poet uh david white says the, the my, a conversation with my eventual disappearance and when oh, i got real deep, oh, oh shit it, i like that write that down and so and i noticed that the conversation with my eventual disappearance my deepest desires came to the surface and so, and then my spiritual director kind of taught me this like death practice which is it sounds way more morbid than it really is, but it's just like when you have a space by yourself, you can lay down on the ground if you want, but just pretend you're in your casket and you're about to die. And you can do this in lots of micro ways. I was talking to somebody earlier today about just like when I'm having a hard time with my kids, and I know this can be morbid, but I just go, what if I lost one of them tomorrow? Yeah. How would that dictate yeah. how I would choose to treat them right now, even yep. though there might be a little shit or something? Yeah. You know? And because the 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 issue is is like, you have no idea. The illusion of safety and security and longevity is just an illusion that we live in. And when we're made aware of the illusion, we're like, oh, fuck everything. You know, oh, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. So we um, yeah. Anyways, so like I I noticed that I actually wanted something out of life. I actually wanted things, not not things, but I wanted like to try to sure. do something to go. Yeah, sure. And I was like, this is sparking life in me. And if I was to, if I was to like reframe it another way, if, if I've been given life, then whatever is sparking life is, is attuned to that giver. It like my response to God or the giver or the creator is to spark that flame of being alive. Joseph Campbell, and I quote this in the book, he said, and it's, it's not the word for word, but my summary of his, he says, he's like, I think what people think they want is to know what the meaning of life is. And he's like, I actually don't think that's what people want at all. I think what people actually want is the rapturous experience of being alive. 
Mm. Like what you really want is the moments you feel alive, which is like laughing, laughing so hard you could cry or be, we call them, we call them moments of wonder, like kind of when the narrative stops and you're really present with life, you're witnessing something beautiful or hilarious or deep or lovely or orgasmic, whatever. You're just there, taste, you know, all of kinds of things. And you're like it, because in that moment, you're like, what a fucking gift. What a, what a gift this all is. Yep. And, and I, and going back to the end of life wisdom, it's like, you know, you can talk to cancer patients or people who, whatever, but it's like, if you knew you were going to die at the end of the, like tomorrow, that beer, you'd be like, I love how this tastes, you know, the meal you had, you'd be like, I love this so much. And you would, you would see light reflecting on a window and you'd be like, God damn, it's so beautiful. You just, everything would all of a sudden be beautiful. Why? Because it hasn't been or it always has been. You just it's what changes is your perception of everything, yeah. which I would say is what resurrection is <laughs> like. Not like <laughs> I just felt like I was an evangelist. Yeah. Uh, but like, did you turn I'm your actually... seat around backwards? That's only that's only youth groups. <laughs> I like let's bring it like i'm actually working on a resurrection art show right now because i've hated easter for like a decade because you wake up in the morning and you go to this building and it's like he's alive and we win and we win he's alive and then you leave and everything's everything everything's the same and nothing's really changed and i'm like what and you've worked at churches you know that like you get a guest preacher the next week because you're so tired. You were working so hard. And for what? For everything yeah. to stay the same? Yeah. And I have been like, over the last few years, I've just been like, what does it mean to have resurrection? And I really think it, it what is the gift of resurrection? At least what I'm tapping into. But I won't know what it is after death because I have to go through that. So I'm only here. But I would like, I think it's the, if, is it not the gift of seeing everything differently? Sure. Isn't that oh, sure. your perspective, your perspective has changed. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think we, what we can do with like having a death practice without feeling so morbid is to go, what I'm always trying to do is resurrect my perspective on the gift and miracle of life. Even when it sucks, even though there's so much loss, even though things didn't turn out the way I thought, even th- like there's tremendous hardship in being a human. It's not a lie to say that, being a human can be miserable. <laughs> we yeah. all have touched upon that. Um, and But I really think, I guess, you know what I've, and Brad, I appreciate what you shared earlier because I, I think for me, I am always teetering between there's nothing and there's no yeah. plan and maybe there's something. And that's yeah. just called a paradox. Yep. And I actually just think the more I grow into any kind of faith practice is, is that life is a paradox. And neither one of those are, like a paradox is too sim- you guys know, but yeah. for those of you who've never heard the word, yeah, go for um, it. A paradox is just seemingly two opposing truths existing at the same time. The goal of a paradox is not to try to solve it or solve one or the other. The invitation is to live in the mystery of in between the two and be transformed by that. So yeah. I many times it's been actually very helpful as a person of faith to imagine there's nothing after this sure like it really has been for the last like five years to go this is fucking it the atheists are right there's nothing after this so how do you want to live this and then then there are times to go well maybe maybe there's a thread i you know i'm less focused on what heaven is and stuff about like 
the way that I see it is like I I never choose I never chose to exist and I don't get to choose when I don't exist. So if there's existence after that, it's another thing I don't get to choose. What I get to choose is when I find yeah. myself there going, okay, I'll say yes to whatever this is. And that's and that's as far as I can get right you now. You just need to ask Jesus back into your heart, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Once you do that, man. The question sailing. is, did I ever have to do that? Was he ever not? No. Um, I, he absolutely. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. What Here's is, an interesting thought experiment is, yeah, what would Christianity look like if they didn't believe in an afterlife That's how drastic question. would that would the, <laughs> the church the church be a lot look? smaller well they would be <laughs> a lot smaller but it would mean yes. the things that they're doing now are they would hold more weight absolutely yeah yeah i yeah. mean i i confronted this when it would look like humanism i mean when our honestly i mean when our grandfather was dying i remember talking to my mom who was still a devout evangelical and he was too and i remember having this conversation he was like kicking and fighting against death he was obviously he was like 90. wow like you know what i mean like and i remember talking to my mom i said mom what you're seeing in how he's acting right now is that <laughs> most people in churches don't believe a word of anything they're saying no they don't <laughs> and no. she was like and she of course was like well i don't know about that i said mom think about it if you were actually assured that yes. i'm do you need to do you need to take no, no, a pause no, no okay. there's a i was looking at i was like there's a book oh okay <laughs> it's called the lost art of dying Ooh. and this doctor that's her first story is like this guy this old elderly man kept having these heart attacks and was in pain and yet this family was like we're christians <laughs> and we believe in miracles and we you know we think he could and she's like she's like i've seen so many people die this man's body is giving out and you're actually prolonging his misery and pain and it and i i can't i was like it's what you're saying it's like you say you believe in afterlife but you actually don't right i mean would you really be that i think i think actually be embracing death well i, I mean, think i, I think, think believing in an afterlife can actually have the opposite effect oh i think it can have oh, the opposite oh, wait, I? Go, I, this is a good yeah thought. i think it can go have the that. opposite effect because if you have this idea that there's something beyond this, you don't really have to deal with your death. You don't have to deal with your impermanence, right? Yes. I mean, yes. I've been reading a bunch of, of, of like Thich Nhat Hanh and different things and doing some meditation. I'm going to oh ask God. a question based on desire that I have in, I in a minute. But Thich Nhat Hanh changed my life. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so... I think I just threw myself off my own uh, point, but you were talking about impermanence. <laughs> oh, imper like somebody asked the Dalai Lama, like, can you sum up Buddhism in one word? And he said, impermanence. Like, that's one of the things I love about Buddhism is that they, yeah. you, you have to deal with this. Yeah. Now, I mean, Jesus die before you're dead. He yeah. was, he was right there with it. Like you it's have to deal with this. Yeah. Memento Mori. I mean, you're talking about going into a room and laying down on the floor like it's a casket or thinking yeah. morbid thoughts about like, what if my kid died tomorrow? Like that, that stuff sounds morbid, but that all snaps you into the moment. It can, well, can snap you into the moment and go, I, oh, okay. So I'm not going to be here forever. I am impermanent. This yeah. is just temporary. Everything here is temporary. hundred years, all new people. Yeah. 
like you have to Except deal with for that. a few like eight old Chinese ladies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. true. <laughs> but like I, who live on cigarettes and bacon. I think and when they're you, like 108 and they're like, yeah. I'm still here. Uh, yeah. I think part of part of my <laughs> issue at 42 and not knowing who I am is is, is I've given up all of that afterlife stuff. Like mm. at the very best, I'm just like, I have no clue. Yeah. And none of us do. And everybody's speculating. The Bible was speculating or they were talking about something completely different. Yeah. And, and so like, but I think if you believe in that afterlife, you can, you, you put off having to even deal with your death. Yeah. Because you're like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm just going to go to heaven anyway. But then when that moment comes, and it's you know that it's come like it's the end. I remember watching. My, we knew my grandfather was dying, mm-hmm. like we yeah. knew, and he knew, and he was terrified, yeah, terrified because he never dealt with his death. He didn't have yeah, it, to. It is the die before you die. It is modest mouse. You wasted life. Why wouldn't you waste the afterlife? It Oof, is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it. I I totally agree. Uh, again, David White in that conversation with your eventual disappearance he says we so what we need to do is we must apprentice ourselves to our eventual disappearance we must like begin a practice begin a conversation with it and as i've done that and that has become the thing that is actually informing how i live the most like in that because and i and i can't remember if i talked about this already but like i came across uh, this woman named Bronnie Ware about over 10 years ago wrote this really famous blog post called The Regrets of the Dying. And she had spent nine years doing hospice care. About 200 people die with I think victim. I remember that. Yeah. It, it became a best, they became a book. It went, it went like viral before yeah. we used that word. And But what she said is that people at the end of their lives have the same regrets. There's not a myriad of different kinds of regrets. There's really just kind of, she just like, there's like kind of five. People yeah. say like, and and five to one is I wish I would have let myself be happier. Like happiness has always kind of been a choice. I wish I hadn't worried so much about my life, just enjoyed being alive. Number four, I wish I would have stayed in touch with my friends. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express how I feel instead of being so locked up and holding it all in. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And then number one, the number, according to her, the number one thing that human beings say before they die is, I wish I had the courage to be true to myself, to be true to the person I knew who I was instead of being the person I thought I had to be. Yeah, that's, yep, absolutely. that's the number one regret. And I was just like, and maybe it's because I've had friends die at young ages and stuff, but I was like, why are we fighting about the 10 commandments on, we should be putting this stuff up, which is just like <laughs> yes. at the end of your being here, this is what you typically say. Wouldn't it be nice to adjust take this wisdom and adjust it now. Absolutely. And and that's what I try to start doing is like, I want to take that. I want that wisdom to be apparent to me now and make decisions based on that um, and all that. But yeah, I, but I think that, uh, well, I me, mean, you were just talking about that. We were talking about the believing in something, but not really believing in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually proposed this friend of two friends who are pastors who are great. But I was like, how come church doesn't teach us how to die well? I mean, the church is one of the organizations that does funerals. So it it leads the ceremony of death. But it feels like mostly our conversations are like, well, when Jesus comes back while we're still alive. (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah, it it hasn't been like you will all die. How do we? So what is living? Um, I I grew up escapism. I grew up with my dad saying regularly. 
I just wish Jesus would come back so we could all go together. Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, my mom would said this, said similar things like, well, I just wish he'd just come back. It's like, but all that is, is just, you want to escape because it's, it's you a won't fear deal. Of it's a fear of like death. It's a fear of like pain. It's a fear of suffering. It's a fear of all these things. And it's like, I wish it was just like, if he would just leave my clothes, like in like Kurt Cameron or whatever, and let me float up to heaven or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish it was it's just be like Cage that. Now. Like, oh, sorry. Get yeah, with sorry. the times. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, a, a glorious update. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, there is just such a, there's just such a denial of, I mean, I think a lot of, you think of like people in the East, you think of Eastern cultures, India being one of the bigger ones where everybody lives in the same house. The whole family lives in the same house. And when that, you know, granny kicks the bucket, granny's propped up in the corner for a week. Yeah. And there's like these elaborate ceremonies. And then they put her on a, like a pallet and carry her through the village when she dies. Like it's not hidden. It's right there. Yeah. In your house, in your home, it's happening right there, and you have to confront it and deal with it. You're watching Absolutely. your relatives your and your siblings die. Your parents die. You're watching it happen, and you can't deny it. In our culture, it's all hidden. Yeah, It's all hidden. Yeah. Like, it's in hospitals. It's in nursing homes. You see the – you know when the ambulance pulls up to the nursing home with its lights off. You know, but it's all hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with it. Our whole culture is denial of death. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I, these- I totally I totally agree. Yeah, it's hidden. We don't live with it anymore. And so it, it has become like not a part of we I, we we live in a culture of su- we, you know, we like we have superheroes. We see like because we don't we don't see maybe like actually how bodies break and are fragile. We just see like Chris Evans get thrown into a brick wall and the bricks break. And you're like, well, that might happen to me. But I like make my elbow on a table and I'm like out for the day. You know, like we are we are the line between existing and not existing is actually real close. Like I one of my one of my teachers a couple years ago, one of the last funerals I went to was just like leaning back in a chair. It broke. And he fell over like a like a four foot incline and he landed on a rock and he died just like that. Just like that. Wow. A, a really amazing, amazing man. It's absurd. It's dumb. That's that's I think that absurdity like here's my question. And this is I mean, my question is kind of rhetorical, but it's like what I hear you asking, too. It's just like if it's if it's all made up, I just want to know now because I want to move on. You know what I'm saying? I just want to like, just let me know that these beliefs can't hold up to what real life is like. Cause I just like to move on to what does like, but um, I keep finding that in this tradition I grew up with and I'm open, you know, it's had to get bigger and more robust. I've had to leave some things. um, But I find that there's actually a lot of women and men mostly hidden from the American Christian culture uh, narrative that have delved into these things. And that, um, like actually i'd like one of the reasons i'm still a christian is just because of the shortest verse in the bible which is jesus wept Be, you know all that because if if there was a story about god and incar- the divine incarnating in the world and that incarnation eventually didn't end up at a friend's funeral crying like i have like you have like we all have then i wouldn't believe it you know like the fact that that story's in there is kind of like mm, there might be something to this mm-hmm. because that's not if you wanted to pitch a ponzi scheme religion i don't know if you'd 
I don't know. Maybe you don't. You don't include the weak parts. You don't include suffering for sure. Include the weak parts. Exactly. Look at Joel Osteen. I mean, he never talks about suffering. I mean, other than like you didn't get your parking spot. Like, he never is going to talk about that because that's not going to fill an arena. Yes. Because people are already struggling, and the weird the weird paradox is that they're there because they're suffering. Yeah. But they're not being told how to deal with their suffering. They're being told to deny your suffering. Like they just want somebody to talk about it too. Yes. Uh, yeah. it's be- my friend, maybe your friend, Nadia Boltzweber, she says, uh, she's like, cults are built on virtues. They they're like, yeah. this will make yep. you a better person. She's yep. like, I still believe in what I want to believe in. I still believe in what I believe in because it's built on vulnerabilities. It's mm-hmm. built on you're never going to be perfect and it's not well, the, about being perfect the old testament's written by the, written by the jews who included all the really horrible parts like all the shitty stuff they did well, like yeah. not they, only, they included all their unbelief well, richard, and all, they included their exile and their defeat well, richard Rohr like, said that they're the only the jewish people are the only people in human history to include a, t- a third of their scriptures is devoted to telling them that they're full of shit yeah like that's a direct Richard Rohr yeah. quote. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like the prophets are literally just like, you guys are phony. You're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say these things, so but great. this is actually your behavior is what actually matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jesus so said the funny. same thing. And, you know, I mean, uh, it's just, yeah. I'm still reeling about the superhero thing. Just the idea <laughs> that like why we're attracted to superhero stories is because we don't want to experience pain and they don't yeah. ex- typically experience pain. I think that's why in game fucked people up so bad yeah because they finally saw these people like, die i mean when you see spoilers Iron yeah well i mean if you haven't seen few, it at this you point, haven't seen Jesus. it yeah, yeah. fuck <laughs> off you'll get no sympathy from me um we're into like four plus shows and other movies yeah, yeah. Like, are you gonna tell me et goes home too is but, that what you're gonna tell me <laughs> but you watch you watch superman you're like superman's not gonna die yeah it's fucking yeah. superman you know what i mean like so like he's getting flamethrowered into oblivion or slammed through up eight buildings or whatever. You're like, ah, you'll be all right. It'll be fine. Well, we like that shit because when Peter fights the chicken on family guy, they never die. Right. (laughs) That's true. All right. I want to get into desire. We're running out of time, but a a little bit because the, the stuff on desire in the book, it it challenged me in a good way because I'm wrestling with this right now. Um, and, what I'm wrestling with is I was raised in the idea of like, oh, the more Ignatian, like desire is good. You want, well, some desires are good. You want to desire God. You want to desire a righteous life, whatever it might be. Like you want to desire, I desire to be a good pastor and to reach people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As like, the deer panteth for the water. <laughs> of course. So my soul longeth for thee. Um, <laughs> Well, we had to do the uh, King James, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the modern compromised modern version was bullshit. <laughs> um, but the idea, what I'm struggling with is, is I'm reading like I, I ra- was raised with that, but I'm reading Buddhism who said desire leads to all suffering. Like, so their whole point is they're saying like, because everything is, is impermanent, all of the suffering that comes to us is because of our desires. So yeah. what that means is if you desire something too much and you don't get it, you suffer. And yeah. if you do get it, you still suffer because you realize it didn't silence the, it didn't feed the hungry ghost. It didn't, it that didn't, so it it's didn't. So, you know, so you're suffering either way. And so yep. their thing is to rid yourself of desire. I struggle with that Yeah. because I, 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 I struggle. I, I sit somewhere in between 
seeing that and then seeing the idea of what you're talking about with like saint ignatius saying like these desires can be are good because you can use them to be to free yourself you can use them to make the world a better place whatever can you speak to that sort of yeah I, i don't know what to do with the tension of that so yeah that's great um i'm admittingly like not full like full of all the knowledge of buddhism and stuff so apologize for if i it's fine i'm not either i'm very new to it but this is something i'm struggling with because i know about and i think like in that in that narrative desire maybe more of attachment like if when i get this i'm attached to this thing when i have this thing it will do this feeling you know yes it'll accomplish this thing uh i have it's my public, like one of my editors, I had like four editors on this book, which is a whole other story, but like one of my editors like wanted to cut this out. And I was like, I know it's a really long quote, but I think it's really interesting. JJ Abrams was on Chris Hardwick's when it was like the Nerdist. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. But um, it was right after he had directed Force Awakens. And Chris Hardwick was like, well, how does it feel to have directed a Star Wars film? Do you feel so different now? And JJ Abrams goes, can I tell you, I've never felt different after any of my accomplishments. He's like, and I thought I would, I thought I'd feel different when I sold my first screenplay and I never did. I thought I'd feel different when I saw my name up on a screen for the first time. And I never did. I thought I'd feel different after I directed my first film and I never different. And he's like, and I'll tell you, I didn't feel different after directing this film. It didn't, it didn't do anything for it didn't do what i hoped it would do but he's like but i'm so tremendously grateful for having gone through the process of that and uh that's my summary of kind of his quote but i think what's interesting is that jj abrams is like i've never found completion and accomplishment so but what i have enjoyed was the process of going to that completion so I think where I, at least where I make amends, and I've experienced it a little bit. Like I remember when Honest Advent came out, I was like excited and like sad at the same time. I was relieved yeah. and disappointed because yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, it doesn't fill that hole either." And it's like, and, Dude, and we talk to authors all the time that say the same thing. Like same that, thing, and there's musicians have the yeah. album day release yep. blues and all of that. But what I what I do is I imagine. I heard this metaphor. Imagine going on a road trip and then you found out you weren't going to be able to get to the, to the destination. What kind, how would that affect what kind of road trip you went on? <laughs> so I don't know if you're West coasters or familiar with West coast. Like you can LA to San Francisco. You could take I five, which is like big interstate through desert of middle. Uh, and then you click over to the left when you get past Sacramento three hours, or you could go one one which is like, four and a half hours and a lot of winding along the coast 101 is gorgeous and fun and it, it gets a little tiring at the end you're like we should just get there um but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's i've made I, a huge mistake what i what i off i think i think the tension is relieved where it goes my desire is pointing me in a direction i need to be open-handed about what i expect the outcomes to be because things may change along the way but this direction sounds like something I would wake up for. That's kind of how in my own kind of like, is life meaningless, all this kind of stuff, I try to tap in to go, well, what would I be excited getting up for? Like, like for me, I'm trying, I've been for the last five years trying to grow as a 
stage performer putting on these like one man shows and stuff like uh i feel far behind all my peers you know guys my age who are like the stars of the world but i'm like okay well this is where i started and let's see where i go but i like one of my goals and i don't share this a lot but is like the fringe festival in scotland which is uh, uh the largest theater and comedy uh, festival in the world and uh it sounds completely terrifying and completely awesome and i'm like i want to go there i want to try to go there and it's not like i don't know if i'm i'm not ready this year for it but like like <laughs> what, what what it means is like i touched it as like I understand that when I got there, it's not going to do everything that I hoped it to do. Yeah. But what the process of going there, who it will make me, what kind of person it will yeah, develop exactly. me to, that's the process I want to go on. I want to know what it's like to book something like that, to go to that place, meet other people. Lin-Manuel Miranda, the writer of Hamilton mm -hmm. and his uh, hip hop spoken word group called uh, uh, ooh, Freestyle super deluxe uh i don't know there's a documentary on hulu about them they went and performed there and they got bad reviews you know what i'm like like he, oh, shit. he, he didn't do well there <laughs> right um uh but like i know some people who've gone there anyways what's interesting to me is not is the experience of heading that direction and sure. what could happen and how i could change and who i'd get to meet that's something i want to like wake up for that's tapping into desire, which I would say is the spark of wanting to be alive. I want to be a part of what wants me to be alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. But now, but I very, I hold very loosely, although I dance around in it, I imagine what it would like to be successful. I imagine sure. what it would like to be. Nobody be like, we don't give a shit about this at all. In fact, this is dumb. I, I go through all of those. Sure. I just, I just was in, uh, Rob Bell was just came through Austin and uh, like, two nights ago and I, I got to talk to him for a bit afterwards of uh, mutual friend hooked us up and he was like and his show his shows whatever it was great it was great but he was like i sat when i thought about doing this i sat in my in my office and i just thought what would it like to be to do something that was an utter failure and he just said i spent a long time thinking about making a show that was a failure and why it would be a failure and what would have to happen to be a failure and then he's like and i and he's like for me i had just lived through all those fears and then i start was able to go into something that i wanted to try to do because i did i i died before i died i did all yeah. the I, got, I went through all the fears i went through sure. all the things before i said okay i'm gonna try to do this thing that's sure. interesting to me yeah, yeah. sure yeah uh, so it's like you have the desire of that goal it's called a goal which is a, yeah. it's just another way to say desire yeah the, the difficulty is to have that without becoming obsessed and attached to it because that's that yeah. seems to be the problem especially it, it, what you imagine it needs to be yeah like, it, it you reminds can't me live, you can't live or die for it i mean it reminds me it reminds me a little bit of um what was the michael jordan documentary from two years ago or something that was oh, on it's ESPN. Her, uh, the, it was like a 10 part oh, man. it's on netflix well, uh, it was on um, ESPN. How dare you ask this question? I can't even freaking remember. <laughs> oh, anyway. man. How dare, ask, how dare us not know it? I, I, I can't. Ah, I'll it look was, it up. Uh, we all know. It was, it was basically it. a Michael Jordan propaganda Someone's piece. Someone's screaming like, right now. Like, it was basically like, this is why he's awesome and, and everything. So, but here's what's interesting. Anybody that he's got a pretty well-known reputation for being a pretty big the last dickhead. dance the last, last dance. dance yeah he's got a pretty big and it was it was admittedly it was a, it was a fun documentary to watch yeah, it, it was, was really, really well put together it was fun 
but I was watching that, and you're watching him talk about this drive and this drive and this drive, and he just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. And he, he wins championship after championship after championship. And it just like isn't like it just isn't enough. Like everybody's like, man, just think of how driven he was and how much. And I'm like, right. Or you can look at that as this is a dude who's trying to feed a hungry ghost. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. he just has this, and this is why he's kind of an asshole. Like he's he's got this thing. It's kind it's of just an asshole. A friend pointed out, you're like, did you see how much alcohol? Like, I'm not here. I, dude, for real. Alcohol. I mean, yes. Look, I mean, I, he drank whiskey the entire documentary. Like, big whiskey. Yes. And, and, yeah. And constantly. And I was like, what's up with his eyes? And they're like, that's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. I mean, like, you yeah, just look like, at it and you're like, that. So, yes, he was a hard worker. He was amazing. He was great. But you're also looking at a dude, if you really pull back the curtain, you're looking at a dude who it was never enough. Nothing, which is why he retires deciding oh, i'm gonna fucking play baseball and then <laughs> yeah. when he like comes back he well i've got to do I've, i'm gonna i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna play basketball again twice yeah. like he did fucking twice like because that what that's saying is not a guy oh, he just loves to compete no okay but why does he love to compete is it really that or is it he's got he's just got to have more like I, there's more there's got to be more i got to have more i got to win more championships put up more points Whatever it is, it's like there's like you, a scream that can't be silenced. I, yeah. I have a que- I have a question. Sure. Um, do you so you mentioned the posture of the open hand earlier? Um, yeah. Do you, Do you think that if we got to the point where we could have that posture all the time, especially in the journey of just giving saying yes to what is? Um, do you think that that those moments of the the peaks would be a little bit more satisfying uh knowing that it wasn't it wasn't for the destination yeah here i really started putting time into this when after anthony bourdain killed himself yeah because anthony bourdain i had like talked about this content kind of like these practices for helping me out I talked about it like twice publicly. <clears throat> the second time was at this like arts conference at this in Idaho, Boise, Idaho. And it was that afternoon that we found out Anthony Bourdain had committed suicide. And I remember walking in the parking lot and just go and just being like, Anthony Bourdain, repre- I didn't want to be a celebrity chef or whatever, but he represented to a lot of us who are makers what we hoped all of this would turn out for us which is we would unabashedly get to be ourselves yep and that would bring about success and opportunity maybe fame and celebrity if you wanted that but just like opportunity opportunity sounds Mm -hmm. nobody's against opportunity sure you know fame and celebrity it comes with some cost it's like opportunity and i would and look i know it's complicated and that movie roadrunner came out and you're like oh there's a lot of things in there dysfunction and stuff but like for what it said to me is like he had everything i wanted and he didn't even want to be in his life Yep. Why do you think it would do that for you? And it yeah. really confronted in me. I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, it's not going to fill the lack in you. And so what does? And I think it's it's about a deeper. Comp- yeah, I I'm a I'm a I'm, I look, I'm an Enneagram four with a three wing. I have a lot of drive, but I, they're all I'm also like, I just want to go in the woods and feel, you know, like I, yeah. I, have, yep. I have I'm always like, when yep. do I get to be a mystic? You know, I got yeah. all this admin yep. to do. Um, I get but like I want to do shit in the world. But I was like, it's not 
and I and I like when you've when you've bumped up against the conversation of suicide, and then you've had friends who've actually gone through with it. I had a good friend take her own life last year. And you're just like, what? <laughs> this is where I was like, well, should we even, why are we, why do we even want to, like, why should we stay here? Why? And I think it's because, and I think, I think desire is pointing you at the direction, which is like, there is an unforeseen gift in keeping going. Yeah. In this moment you're in now, real shitty. And there's a, and there's, we have books called Lamentations and we have, and we have, uh, Nas's Illmatic album to, <laughs> to get help us get in touch with the shittiness of being existing. Life is life is a bitch and then you die. You know, yeah. like we get like, but also those people, it we, we were able to go through that, or another season came out, or something unforeseen. And wouldn't you like to be around for that? And yeah. maybe the shittiness, the embrace, the coming up against the conversation of the hardness of life is what informs actually a depth of life i think even in the tradition maybe it's just from listening to oh i'm gonna blow it i was gonna sound smart but uh who was the <laughs> british guy who was really into taoism and i don't know he's always people are always quoting him p holmes is always quoting him um ram Dass? no not ram Dass, the other guy alan um, watts alan watts yeah. alan watts is always right. like the the amount of sorrow you can experience is 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 in direct alignment with the amount of joy you can experience if you have very shallow amounts of sorrow you have very shallow amounts of joy i have a quote back on that board it's from albert camus and the french are always depressed uh, but it says love live, camus. To, live to the point of tears and i have it in there because i'm like because when i'm heartbroken or i'm overjoyed that's really being alive yeah you know it's like at least i fucking care is like right. how i get to so that a lot of this came out of my own just like why stick around and what's worth sticking around for and and that's why in the book it says the surprising life the surprise is your vulnerabilities your limit limitations and weaknesses are going to lead you into a life you have and cannot imagine so your imagine your imagined life is going to die but the gift of that dying is you can get to the life you had no idea you would imagine or could imagine yeah it yep. is the end of it's a wonderful life. It is the end of, you know, it is all the things where it's just like, oh, now I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's for me, it's like, that's what I want to stick around for. But what I'm not, what's not like also like suicide is on a spectrum. Like I know my dad's not going to listen to this. My dad's a great guy and giving me so much, but my dad has undealt with trauma and has spent my whole life watching five hours of television a lot at night trying to find something to fill the time you can die and still be alive you can kill yep, yourself yeah. and still be around we've all had friends and parents and relatives who were walking dead people and that's so when i, I wanted to talk about the spectrum of suicide which like hanging yourself and binge watching because you just don't want to talk about your life and opening a bottle every night and nonstop. I mean, I open a bottle every night, but maybe I. <laughs> For different reasons. I like though. I like to have fun. All right. Uh... <laughs> no. All right. There man. will be no judgment from us. Believe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not drinking a beer right now? I should. Uh, do you uh, do you have time for a lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I will say we barely scratched the surface of the book. So go, go buy, buy the, the book. book. Like, was that a good answer about the Yes, like, absolutely. What do do with the desire and Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just there's just a weird tension and I think that's I think what your book is saying and then what I'm reading, you know, 
in Thich Nhat Hanh, it's like a, there's like a, there's a balance somewhere in there. And that's yes. just where I'm trying to find that balance. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. um, all right. Lightning round. Uh, you're, you live in Austin, right? Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeah. So famous taco town. What's the best taco you've ever eaten? Oh man. I just had, it's, it's, there's, there's this taco that I had in this, uh, it's called cosmic. It's like a big, they have a, a, a coffee shop and a brewery and then they have these food trucks and there's a food truck there and it's everywhere, but it's a, it was a quesadilla taco and all it had was like <laughs> steak and peppers in it and it blew my oh, mind. My it was God. so good. It was so good. But today I had, I went to this place called Nixta, which is kind of like up and coming. And I had like a, a duck a duck fat yep carnitas. Oh. Yeah. You, you had me at duck fat <laughs> yeah and it it was it was revelatory yeah nice uh best barbecue in austin best that's barbecue a big debate i have not been to franklin's yet i okay. haven't stood in line um uh i like i like salt lick which is outside of town their okay. sauce their sauce is amazing I nice really like salt lick. Yeah. uh best concert you've ever attended Justin, uh, Justin McRoberts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag him if you don't say yes. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to one. I've, I've been where he's singing. I just I don't know if that's a concert though. Uh, definitely, definitely a personal home concert at Justin McRoberts' house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was. Uh, man, that's that's a tough question. It was was, was it one. skillet? Was it skillet? I, it skillet. <laughs> I brought mine and I lifted it in the air. You just loved you just loved his rant about deconstruction. I, I have a long oh my gosh. I have a long uh I have a long love of Glenn Hansard, his band the Frame. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, you're speaking Michael's language. I love Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Oh, we my wife and I used to go to every frame show and had magical ones, but uh I went to Seattle. I was in Seattle and somebody was like, Hey, I can't go to Glenn Hansard's concert tonight. You want the tickets? I was like, yeah. And I went, I, this has never happened to me. It was so good and so moving. I left early because I couldn't handle anymore. Wow. <laughs> Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty yeah. good answer. Yeah. I, I was there and every song I just was like, Oh my God. And I was like, I think I'm done. What but era was it? Um, it was, it was like six months before COVID. So, okay. Um, what was that last album? I don't remember. Uh, I'm shit. I'm going to Glenn Hansard yeah. right now. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. Man. I've seen that. It. it was such a weird, I felt weird. I was like, why did we leave? That was amazing. It was like, I couldn't, because it was bringing up so much in me. I was like, I think that's why it was. I was like, I can't handle myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really like, I can't deal with all that's coming up. Let's yeah. I've seen him with Swell Season and then by himself. Oh, yeah. And it was, both oh, yeah. were incredible. What, who is this, who is this man? I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's. Him yeah. by himself is my all-time favorite. Like, any just of the stuff playing. on the one soundtrack where it's just him yes. blows me you guys, away. Uh, can you see it? That is a frames. Uh, oh, I see it. Uh, yeah, it's a frames, and he signed it um, because Glenn. I'm kind of an artist today because of a couple conversations with Glenn Hansard. Not like <laughs> a vocational artist. I had a couple big conversations with him that really helped me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so there do we you, go. Do you sign your own artwork and that you keep in the house? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> because if you don't, you're dead to me. That's a baller move. Okay, this is my shit when they the walk artwork, into your house. The artwork that's mine is like prints that have marks on them, so I couldn't sell them, and I, and I just stuck them up. <laughs> you don't even have your own originals? <laughs> no. Ooh, I have, you guys, uh, I have this one. Let's see. Do you see? This, I don't really show these anymore, but like, see that? Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I like the go fuck yourself one, too. Oh, yeah, that's uh, James Victoria. Well, go <laughs> face, fine, fuck. Yeah, all, all kinds of ones. Go face but, yourself. Um, I have a whole series of Native American Star Wars. Oh, that, uh, man. That I don't really have out anymore, but they're pretty amazing. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, let's say. I mean, if you sent that to us, we wouldn't be upset with that. I'm just saying. Well, I don't think he's going to do that. Um, <laughs> I can uh, do. I could do some special. I could make some special orders for you if you wanted. So yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, if you want a hundred million dollars in the lottery, what's the first thing you buy? <laughs> uh, a really good lawyer and securities agent. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. probably the smartest. Um, what would I buy? I. Sheesh. Um, I would probably like like a you know what I wanted to do. I want like living in Austin right now. I'm just like I want to own a Jeep. And my wife's like we can't yeah. get another car. And I'm like let's just have like an Austin Jeep. We just sell it when we leave. She's like would you sell your car half? And I was like I have a look my dream car. I have it is a I have it's a 2019 Subaru Outback. It's like my favorite car ever. And I just <laughs> she's like well I'll let you get a Jeep if you sell your Subaru. I was like hell no no I love that car. Um, so I don't know. Probably a Jeep. Let's just. All right. Fair enough. Okay. You, last one. You've got kids. Uh, what's the best Pixar movie? Boy. <laughs> uh... Oh man. There was a time where I said, I, I don't like it at all, but I was like, cars is like a perfect movie. Um, but they've, then they did like inside out. I mean, yeah. inside out is going to help an entire generation to become emotionally uh, present with themselves. But um, maybe, maybe this is a bad, I don't know. I'm, I feel bad. Uh, Toy Story 3. There you go. Okay. Three. All right. Oh God, that scene at the fucking yeah, the scene at the oh. landfill. My oh. God, like where they're all holding each other. And dude, I was gonna, in tears. I was like, they're gonna kill them. No, no, where they're like, we're all gonna die, and they yes. just hold hands and like I know. Together. It's so wild. That's oh man! <laughs> All right, you? that's what it. Do you think? What, what are your? Oh, my on? favorite Pixar. Ooh, mine's Toy Story two. All the Star Wars references. Um. Oh God. I I, I thought about this. I saw your question today when you sent them to us, and I thought. Honestly, I'd probably go back to Monsters Inc. I have watched that movie so many fucking times. I. It is a per. John Goodman and Billy Crystal together are so good in that movie. So funny. Yeah. I'd probably say Incredibles is probably Incredibles was the other one I had. Time. Yeah, uh, love the Incredibles. So enjoyable. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, that's great. Wow, we're real manly men ending on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, no well, toxic Scott, masculinity here. Of course, right, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, this we, was wonderful. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, get the book, everybody. Say yes. Discover the surprising life beyond the death of a dream. Scott Erickson. Yes, he's holding it up, and I will say hold yes. mine up as well. Uh, Thanks, man. Really appreciate the time. Yes. Pr love uh, your work. 
Thank you. You guys are great hosts, and it's always fun being with you. We'll see All you right. again soon. Hey, how do you guys feel about uh, time travel? <laughs> I feel like we just had this conversation. <laughs> Sarah. Oh. God damn it, Sarah. What's she say? I can't hear anything. <laughs> Read about the, the guy that time skipped. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it's fucking interesting. All right. Have you not seen the documentary? Uh, here's Back the, to the thing. Future? Here's the thing. If time travel was real and it was happening right now, we would never fucking know it. Because it, it, it would be, be absolutely it's, it's controlled. The military's controlling it. Like, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe we got. You don't fucking know. You don't fucking know either. I don't. But you act like you're so fucking certain. No, I'm not certain. I'm not Jesus even saying Christ. I'm certain. Just, this is your goddamn fault, Michael. You son of a bitch. I'm done arguing. Because it's him that's doing it on purpose. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not listening anymore. I'm not saying. No. no I'm done. Listen. I'm not listening. Matt's going to quit. I just got happy. I love it. I'm not even saying that it's true per se. Per se. I'm right. just saying it's a fun thought experiment. Okay. Uh Hashtag, I'll have to ask Donald Miller. <laughs> Dude, I love it. He flamed him. Hashtag, Sorbo Fuck really hit his stride. <laughs> That's my vote. That's my vote. <clears throat> All of mine are kind of long. Uh, hashtag, your pituitary gland and how your mom talked to you. <laughs> uh, hashtag, I just wanted to go in the woods and feel. <laughs> hashtag, I did, I did five minutes of stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hashtag Wait Cryptic Much Bilbo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That's it That was his comment On much my Bilbo. blog post Oh Cryptic Okay God <laughs> Hashtag it's, That's actually A pretty good one too Hashtag It's like when the rumor Gets all fucked up <laughs> oh. Oh. Is that it? Yeah No Hashtag Hannah Bambara <laughs> Hannah like Bam Margera. Uh, hashtag Simon's daughter. Simon LeBon. Kate LeBon. Uh, hashtag Sid Dampen shoots up. shoots her. I don't even know what the fuck that is. And, uh, more, uh, damp. Oh, yeah, Zid Dampen shoots Damp is a positive word. It's, 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 is it? It's hip with the, the Who? kids. The, the youth. No, nobody's saying damp. Uh, people are saying damp. Hashtag hey, Matt wants to see you. Spend a week you. on TikTok. People are no saying idea what Matt that wants was. to see. Matt wants to see you. <clears throat> I don't know. No idea. Hashtag this year's this year's two. I, I think I I'm about to black out. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I don't think you finished those two. Uh, hashtag I did five minutes of stand up. Uh, hashtag cryptic much Bilbo. Hashtag get a Faraday cage. <laughs> Hashtag bust a pearl on that. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. I can't believe we've never used that as a hashtag, like the word pearl in a hashtag. Hashtag self-assault and battery. Gives me meaning of the term pearl of great price, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, Michael, what do you have? I've got Donald Miller as a sellout. <laughs> I feel like you've tried that one before. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's timeless. It really is. Um, you had me at duck fat. Penis breath. 
cryptic much, Bilbo? Nugget porn? Bust a pearl? And let's talk about time travel. <laughs> it's got to be bust a pearl. Bust a pearl on that? Like B-U-S-T-A. Yeah, bust a pearl. Like, yeah. All right. All right. Just bust a pearl or bust a pearl on that? Bust a pearl. Bust a pearl. <laughs> All right. Bruce, kind of like- Bruce's brother. <laughs> Bruce Pearl. Right? Jesus. If you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on the social media. I, who cares? <laughs> Hashtag bust a pearl. I actually had somebody had commented on Twitter, but all right. Well, you told me last Go week to kill feedback. Darth Bane's receptionist at Romanian Dreamboat. Will M- M- Polyne Matt's dog be at the live event? I need it to be as authentic as possible. <laughs> oh, that can be arranged. <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I, I will, I'll be pulling rank on that one. Oh shit! God. Yeah, live event, April 9th Get your tickets, or you know, you could. Whoop de doo, Basil. We are tonight's entertainment. Time to nut up or shut up. What if you met a time traveler and you didn't even know it? It wouldn't fucking matter. You met a person. Yeah, but isn't it trippy to think you could possibly have met you somebody? You wouldn't know. I know, but like, just think about how weird that is that you could have met somebody from the future. I mean, I You were guess. entertaining angels all along. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs>